Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Of course, the battle for the House 
2018. Uh, to folks uh, who are not on RealClearPolitics.com, uh, that's what we'll be looking at uh, tonight. And there's there's been changes even after doing some research last night. Uh, as of last night, uh, there were only 30 to, uh, uh, toss-up states, and now, uh, according to Real, Real Clear Politics, it's 32 now. Uh, so now, of course, one from uh, was a Democrat was leading, was a Republican leading. Uh, now it's uh, tightened up in 32. So is a blue wave coming? Is a red wave coming? Or are we just going to, uh, you know, be status quo now? The, the numbers I came up with interesting last night, and it's what I did, and I'm just just a little teaser because I'm not going to go into all the details. But basically what it is, I took the toss-up states, at least last night, there were 30. And, you know, it's only two more, so it won't take uh, much to do catch-up. And basically what I did uh, for, you know, part of the analysis is, you know, take those toss-up states and see who they voted for in 2016. And so what I did from there is I kind of extrapolated who would possibly be uh, the victor according to that and see where those numbers uh, would come out. So basically uh, if it's a toss-up, and it was uh, voted for Trump, that, that district voted for Trump, well, then that would be uh, <coughs> maybe, you know, that <coughs> came from nowhere, a possibility of, uh, you know, when I did the math, of the Republicans uh, taking the, the seat. And if they voted for Clinton, you know, I just extrapolated that, you know, the Democrat would win that seat. Now, that's not scientific. It's just that what I'm seeing is that maybe that they're more leaning to that, even though, it is a, a toss-up state, and putting those numbers together, I came up with an actual final count of uh, what the uh, House split would be. And uh, you may be uh, – I wouldn't say surprised, uh, but you might be uh, fascinated what, uh, what that came – the way that came out to be. Um, and so uh, let's – but I'm not going to tell you what those numbers are, we are but I am going to get there what I uh, – what I calculated out uh, would be if things turn out the way I, uh, you know, put things together, uh, then, well, you'll see because we'll talk about that uh, later. But let's go ahead and start getting some folks in. Uh, thank you for calling in or whether you're in the chat. Thank you. And if you'd like to join us, give us a call at 347-945-7428. And uh, first, uh, we're going to call in and we're going to get definitely see folks already on the line, but we'll, we'll get you in in the order that you called. And first, uh, we've got Joseph. Thank you very much, Joseph, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Uh, great, Robert. And you? Good. I'm, I'm off work tomorrow. Uh, Halloween is my favorite holiday. So I took the day off, uh, which, is, which is awesome. And I actually don't have to be into work the next day until 6 p.m. Uh, so I, I can stay up as late as I want on Halloween night. And um, so I'm pretty excited about that. I am kind of bummed because it's supposed to rain literally all day and night on Halloween, uh, so that may I may have to alter uh, what my original plans are uh, for that, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Mother Nature will, will pan some things out for us, uh, but yeah, it's, it's all I'll say is uh, the, the race is, is, is tightening up. Uh, maybe it's, you know, because what happens with Kavanaugh, I don't know, we can also discuss if you think of the so-called uh, Trump bomber, I'm not calling it that, but that's what the media is trying to call it. The mega, uh, the mega bomber, is what uh, a lot of folks are, are dubbing them. Not that I, you know, again, I'm not, uh, but of course that's what the liberals are and the left's doing. 
You know, I, I find the timing. Now we, we certainly can bring that up, but you know, talk about. It, but I think the timing of uh, this guy doing that. If he really is a Trump supporter, and I'm not saying that he wasn't, but what a buffoon. What an idiot. I mean, really? A couple of weeks before the election and you drop bombs and these people, even if they're fake and they're not going to go off, you really get to do that before the midterm? It doesn't make, and this is called Bard's logic, and I guess for uh, if he's crazy, you know, logic doesn't you know, mean anything, but th- that's absolutely illogical to do this because it, it only – it only hurts the Republicans. It only hurts Donald Trump. Uh, I mean, what do you think, Joseph? Well, uh, before I um, uh, give you my uh, my two cents to it, uh, I just want to let you know uh, that uh, Kavika will also be uh, chiming in and sharing on this line. We're actually working on a uh, project together, and so... Uh, if he calls you on his phone, you'll hear that uh, echo from one phone to another because it's close to each other. So um, if you can kindly allow that when I'm done speaking, Kavika will just use my line to chime in if that's okay. Yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, All welcome. Right. So, um, you know, the pollsters have got it wrong before. Uh, biggest, right. uh, uh, one of the biggest upsets was 2012. 2012, you know, the polls were showing that it was poised that uh, Romney would take the election, but he would take it uh, in a thin uh, razor, uh, narrow line margin. Uh, Instead, Obama won, um, you know, big time. Um, And, uh, you know, Romney didn't get the battleground states that he needed to, and he didn't hold the red wall that McCain held in 2008. Uh, fast track to 2016 is what I call the unthinkable happened. Uh, that day, uh, every single major poll uh, had uh, Donald Trump at a 7% uh, percentile of winning. And then the unthinkable happened. He became our next president. So after those two experiences, uh, the polling that was completely uh, off in 2012 and 2016 Robert, I just don't trust polls anymore the way I used to, even uh, real clear politics. But without any polls, I honestly do think that the Republicans are more energized, especially coming off the Kavanaugh confirmation and the fact that we did prevail uh, in, in the face of adversity and getting Kavanaugh confirmed. So I do believe that Republicans have more of a reason to um, be energized than the Democrats do who feel very defeated, although they want to portray, uh, you know, that they have the upper hand on that. And and that's my view in, in, in a nutshell on that. Well, and I would have to certainly, you know, agree. I mean, there, we, we certainly have, uh, we certainly have a lot to lose, a lot more to lose in my opinion, uh, than what the Democrats, uh, the liberals do. I, I mean, really do. I mean, uh, you know, all these things can go, you know, can go backwards if they get the you know, get the house. Um, now, how much of the house they get, uh, according to what I calculated, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give that away yet uh, with what I calculate. And again, and I understand about the polls, and you know, I, I agree. I'll, actually, 100 <laughs> percent, you know, about the polls pretty much. But I mean, it's the only thing we've got to work with. But that is interesting, you know, kind of putting these together. <laughs> And seeing what they are, and, and let, let's pres- have the presumption that they're true, because the, uh, let, uh, seeing these polls and what I'm coming out with, um, a Republican victory. Well, 
I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to hold off on that. Um, or at least holding off the blue wave and, and we're going to get that. Uh, but uh, now is Kavika, is he uh, ready to make some comments now before I bring in uh, Susan or is, uh, or is he yes, going to wait yes, for a little bit? No, yes. Hold on one second. Hello, Kavika. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. I'm, uh, I'm off to, uh, for the next day and a half from work, so that's always uh, a good thing. Tomorrow's my favorite holiday, so I'm you know happy about that. Um, and so, but you know, one week, just one week from uh, today, I know it's going to be a late night for me because uh, I'll, liter- I'll probably literally be up all night <laughs> that night uh, next Tuesday, a week from tonight. Oh, absolutely, I'll be up. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be drinking to celebrate or drinking to you know to cry in sorrow. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, pretty exciting. You know, I have my predictions as well. And, you know, I think Republicans will come out strong, but we might see a surprise, you know, as uh, Joe extrapolated earlier about how polls always get it wrong, as what we call the Bradley effect. And I think they're going to get it. They're going to get it wrong. Right now they have Mitchum, I mean, as you were, Gilliam leading Florida by a landslide. But, you know, I try not to use the cliche that, you know, Democrats stay home, Republicans work. But it could be actually that, you know, DeSantis and uh, Nunez uh, have a very, very strong base. And not to mention uh, Gillum is on record taking bribes from the FBI, and he's on record of saying very anti-Semitic remarks. So let's not, let's not, let, uh, let's not confuse about that. But uh, to, get, to get on tonight's topic, we're actually talking about the polls, uh, the bomber, or I'm sorry, the MAGA bomber, as we're calling. Is that correct? Well, that, we're not. The liberals are. I'm certainly not calling them that. Okay, what about the Sanders shooter? How about that? LBJ no, there you shooter. go. How about Jack? I mean, um, yeah. go ahead. No, no, no. On and on and on and on and on. And first of all, let me ask you something. How is a convicted felon a registered voter? Please explain that one to me because I'm I'm still trying to figure that one out, too. Oh, too- man. <laughs> This, this, I mean, this uh, strawman argument that he was a hardcore Trump supporter is bullseye, nonetheless. All right, secondly, I want to also address, too, they said he was a lone person. This guy, was, I guess he had money, women. Uh, he was driving around a van with all that, you know, garbage <laughs> around in South Florida, and nobody vandalized his van. I wore a Trump. Yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a, a, a Trump, not Trump. Uh, Rush Limbaugh pointed that out. Yeah, no, this is a plant, just like the caravan. It's a plant, and you know, and God for you know, I, you know, I'm really, 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 really just so flabbergasted what happened in Pittsburgh. And let me remind you, it doesn't matter if we're on the left or right. Anti-Semitism has no place, no place whatsoever, in political discourse. Are just you know in our lives in general we have to get along whether we you know we're Jew Christian Muslim atheist or agnostic like myself we have to get along you know and for the media to demonize our president and then twist the words of a rabbi who I think has the conviction next to Christ you know I apologize to my Christian viewers for saying that he's seeking for forgiveness. Love and let let not hate destroy us. Because that's all hate does. Personally, me, I would have just shot the guy after he, uh, you know, no 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 trial, no, nothing. You're in, you're guilty as sin. 
but I think we should take what the rabbi did, you know, and say, man, there are good people in this world. And and kudos, to, you know, to that rabbi and to their whole uh, the synagogue, their congregation for just having that strength and saying, you know, um, you know, not to say the liberal thing, but love does Trump hate. And what the, that man did was an act of cowardice, and he is not a man in my opinion whatsoever. And I hope he gets the death penalty. And well, and it'll, and of course it'll be long and drawn out, and his defense will probably say, well, you know, and you know, insanity and things of that nature. So uh, that's something that that's going to happen way. And, and same does you know, so called this bomber uh, or so called bomber. I find it interesting that if he he sent out like tons of bombs, yet none of them went off. Now, now that being said, I'm not saying I wanted anybody get hurt, injured, or killed. I'm not saying that for those uh, you know, liberals who are listening. I'm not saying that at all, but what I'm saying, I do find an interest. Not one of them went off. Just saying. Um, and actually, and there was even a point, you know, that uh, we mentioned this last week where, you know, the, those who have Secret Service looking at things uh, before they get to them, they said that there was even a, a chance <laughs> of these packages getting to, uh, you know, to their destination. Oh, absolutely. There's no postmark either. There's no postmark on the stamps. There's no return. There's no cancellation. Are you serious? This is the plan, you know. I was like I was uh, telling Joseph earlier, and I tell all my colleagues this, or I just tell everyone in general. Whenever Republicans have power, Democrats cry. They do stuff. Everyone hear about the 1924 riots after Coolidge won in the election? Yeah. They don't talk about that. In our, they don't talk about that in our schools. They don't talk about when Reagan won, how many, how much riots, how much, you know, chaos was in the chaos. They never do that. But no, when Democrats gain power, they always do their cliche, their little church hymns, and say, "We need to come together as a country now and to heal these wounds." Yeah, really? How come you weren't trying to come together when the when uh, Donald Trump took the presidency? He won fair and square. Suck it up, Buttercup. And if you want to win. You know, respect you know, respect our laws and do it the democratic way and vote. You don't riot, you don't demean people, you don't ostracize people, you don't get people fired from their job. This goes from people on the left and the right. Someone has if someone has something to say, let them say it. You don't destroy their livelihood just because you disagree with somebody. And you know, back full circle back to what you know happened at the tree of life. I think we should take those lessons. If we disagree with somebody, we hate somebody, that's fine. I've dealt with racists my my life. And I got to kill me. They just say, you know, whatever racial thing they're going to say towards me. Okay, whatever. I hate you. Go away. I don't care. You can go live your life. But for someone to act on that just because they're different, I'm like, come on, man. That's not what this country was founded on. That's not what, you know, that's not the American way. That's not that's not patriotic whatsoever. That is an act of evil. And you know, I'm not afraid to say it. There are bad people. There are evil people in this world. They will kill you because you think different, because you look different from them. So I think I think this, you know, right now this country we need a little bit of a healing, but we need to start having understanding of different beliefs and different way of thinking. Yeah, and it's uh, and of course you know anything that goes wrong to go to try to blame it on you know conservatives and Trump. But let's go. We got Susan on the line, and then we've got uh, Dr. Tolbert and then Kelly. And then uh, unless we get some other callers on, I'm going to give, you know, part of my analysis from uh, these, uh, you know, polls. You know, I've used real clear politics. I used them in, before in the past, especially back in you know, 2012. And not as much, you know, maybe some in 2016. But, yeah, the polls are all crazy uh, then. 
But, well, you know, again, we'll see how it pans out. I, I like making predictions and seeing how close my predictions uh, uh, come true, at least according to the data that's, you know, available to us. But let's go ahead and bring in Susan. Uh, and, and remember, folks, we got people all from literally from all over the country calling in, uh, you know, to the show and that. So, I mean, in some of these uh, these states, you know, that are closer, um, you know, really got to look at. I mean, I've got the state and the district, uh, you know, that I'm going to be reading off uh, tonight and, and where they're at. And then we'll uh, we'll move on from there. But thank you very much, uh, Susan, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Um, well, I'm here for a while, at least. <laughs> um, and you've already voted, correct? Hold... What? And you've already voted, is well, that correct? Yeah, said, you've already voted, correct? Yeah. Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello? Oh, okay. Yes, I voted. I felt like ripping the ballot into a thousand pieces, but I voted. I voted for every judge out. You know, they, they list all the judges and say something, you know, they ask you, do you retain them or do we? I, I put, get rid of all of them. I didn't care if they were Republican or Democrat. I think judges should be uh, changed ever so many years. I'm, I'm sorry, but I do. And uh, they get too comfortable. Um and I didn't, I voted, <laughs> you're going to love it. I voted for Libertarian, Constitution, Independent, Republican. I voted for one Democrat, or was it two? <laughs> I just sprinkled myself all over the ballot. <laughs> I said, well, you know, need a little of everybody, everything. I couldn't go all Republican. No, no, not with Mike Simpson. No, no, no. Couldn't vote for him. And they didn't have a constitutionalist or anything. So I just voted for the Democrat. I know the Democrat won't win anyway, big deal. So I had my choice of it and it. <laughs> so I decided to just vote for the unknown evil <laughs> in this case. So, but yeah. And I, yeah, I, and lucky, and you're, and you're in Idaho. And, and actually, there's not a lot of, um, I'm looking at my list here, uh, there's really not any Idaho. Uh, you know, states um, that are, um, you know, that are toss-ups. You know, I believe, you know, pretty much all of, you know, Idaho here, um, you know, or or they're going to be leaning one way or the other, you know, according to the district. Um, And so at this point, uh, let me see my list here, Uh, which way they're they're, they're going more to – I don't even. Oh, they're they're going to vote. Are there even? There's not even that many in Idaho that are voting for the House representative, at least. Not for the House. I don't see anything for the. I don't think there's anything going for the House there. Are there? Yeah, Mike Simpson is a Republican. I don't remember who the Democrat was for, but Mike Simpson. Remember the one I always doesn't know the difference between a Republican and a democracy. So yeah, and then there's like no, maybe I'm just not, maybe I'm just not seeing, but I'm not. Um, maybe they just talk about the. Yeah. On this, they keep slipping, but okay. Well, I'm just going off of the uh, thing I hear, but of course, I guess they just don't have all 400 and some districts there. I guess uh, they're only putting up some, what some of the closer ones are. I guess. Um, right. Yeah. Russ Russ Halter probably went and take Labrador's place. 
So both representatives are are up. Senators aren't, but okay. um, and then we have our state representatives, of course. Well, yeah, that, you know. District 15, he's in handwritten November. Well, you, know, ahead, you, only have, you only have two. Well, you only have two districts there, uh, at least on my map, in Idaho. Oh well, this is, well, this is for the state one, but he put to the bottom. Yeah, you're talking about the state representative. Uh, you're not. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, there's not a there's not a House representative vote for this, the U.S. House. Yeah, so that would be Simpson and Fulcher. They're the two Republicans. Because not all the seats, not all the seats are being, you know, we're, we're not looking at uh, an election for all of the seats in the, in the House. Not, every, not everybody's seats uh, up. There's only two in Idaho. Right. Two seats. Except right. for Senator, and there's two in every state. But you you would love this. If this idiot wins for the uh, state representative, sorry I missed you. Thank you for considering me in 2016. I'll be in the ballot in November. I'm like, well, say what? <laughs> 2016, eh? <laughs> Oh, okay. When you have people that do things like that, it does make you wonder, huh? And you're you're sounding a little muffled there, uh, Susan. I don't know what, but we're starting to lose you there. Dad, if it, anyone thanks you, that and they'll, they'll see they'll be on the ballot for 2016, you you cross it right by. It. I don't care who they are. It's it's not 2016. Yeah, you're still you're still cut out, Susan. You might want to yeah check on that. Um, let's uh yeah let's get Dr. Tolbert in, Susan. I'm sorry about that, but it's yeah it's, it's, you're getting muffled there. Um, but yeah, mm. let's go ahead and get Dr. Tolbert. Dr. Tolbert, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, and I appreciate it. I'm not going to be on that long, but I would like to just bring up a couple uh, comments on surveys. So let's go to McDonald's that sells Coca-Cola, Burger King that sells Pepsi, and let's go to a neighborhood that only has RC. So you go into the store and you say, do you prefer Coca-Cola over Pepsi? And they only sell Coca-Cola. It's McDonald's. So everybody's going to vote for Coca-Cola. You go to Burger King and they're all going to vote for the Pepsi. Now, the poor people in a certain neighborhood that can buy RC Cola for a lot less money are going to then vote for, under the survey, for the RC Cola. Well, it happens. Which I like, by the way. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing when you do a survey in a Democrat, Republican, or no party affiliated group of individuals. You're selecting your audience according to the product that you want to sell. So if you want to sell the Democrats for winning, you go to an area where they're all Democrats. If you want to sell a product that's Republican, you do that. Now, currently, 38% of the individuals in the state of Florida are going Democrat, and 38% are going Republican. 
according to surveys that are selected by individuals that choose the neighborhoods of which they're doing the surveys. Or even better than that, individuals that will even answer a survey are radical for or against certain parties. So you're really not looking at the fact that in a state of Florida, for an example, the population is one-third non-party affiliated. And of course, I'm running for the U.S. Senate as a writing candidate of the, uh, in the state of Florida. And you have the question, will $50 million put uh, Nelson in or will $50 million put Scott in? Or will Gillum, who is being supported uh, by Sawyers, end up winning over uh, DeSanto, who is being supported by uh, Trump? So all these factors are really who's spending the money. Sawyers is spending money that does polls that says Gillum's going to win or that uh, Scott's going to win because the president and DeSantos are supporting him for the Senate. So polls are totally out of the question. Uh, when you do a degree in education or marketing or you set up surveys and you look at the fringe areas and you come up with your answers, you're going to find that polls are supposed to be two to three negative or positive in the light of what is true or not true for marketing. Well, the polls that they're taking today are better than 20 to 30% negative or positive. So there's no accuracy in a poll at all. It is being used only to persuade the audience to change their vote. That's well, that could say. be, you know, I'll, I'll get Kelly, but that could have been a uh, good way to sway the votes because, I mean, right now there are, you know, some swaying it looks like going on, at least going uh, to the uh, the toss-ups, at least according. Again, you know, I'm just using uh, information that uh, and data we have here, and it will be interesting to see how that pans out, uh, how that data pans out. Now, of course, it's, you know, you pointed out um, about the um, – you know how it went uh, in 2016, <laughs> uh, certainly. So, I mean, I, I, I look at polls with a grain of salt, but it is, a, you know, an interesting exercise. And also I think it's a good way of kind of gauging, you know, hey, who needs to get out there? Or where do we need to, you know, maybe focus on, uh, you know, our efforts and where, you know, cause you can't be everywhere at once, you know, as you know, uh, Dr. Ovena Kennedy yourself. Um, so you got to use something to kind of give you a, a gauge on where to go and what to focus on. Um, and so, you know, well, one thing I think that should be focused on is, you know, if these, again, only going off of the information that we have, uh, you know, with these polls is, is to go off. And I, I, I pick uh, rear clear politics because it just doesn't take, you know, it does averages, averages of a lot of different, you know, polls. Um, and so, you know, and, and, I, and that has been, at least in the past, uh, has been pretty accurate, you know, with, with some of the, uh, you know, with with these maps and things of that nature, when they when they do the math, um, now you know again, you know, 16 is an outlier, um, and it, that may even be the trend or, or the norm now. Um, you know, but of, of course, it, we'll have to see. I mean, 2000, you know, 16 was, uh, you know, again, you know, a big outlier. So we'll see if it's going to be the same thing here, because of course we're all talk about the the Demo- you know, the Democrat wave, but. Maybe, maybe, maybe not the case. Uh, and I'm going to go over, you know, more of those numbers after we uh, speak with Kelly. Uh, so thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing good, doing good. Glad to be with everybody tonight. Hey, um, 
So it's happening uh, this time around election cycle. People start calling me, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And so a longtime friend said, hey, what do you think about the associate justice for the Supreme Court? Uh, yes or no on Leonard R. Kruger. And I told him, well, if, his, uh, if he has a brother named Freddie, then no way. We don't want him on the Supreme Court. <laughs> good Holloway joke there, Kelly. I appreciate on. it. <laughs> I finally got people to laugh when I open up. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Freddy Krueger's brother? No, no, sorry. All right, so um, I'm predicting a slight Republican wave. I don't really trust the polls. Good point, Dr. Tolbert. And by the way, you get these polls, they'll say, are you going to vote for a Republican, Democrat, or some other party? They never say Libertarian. They never say Constitution Party. These polls don't, most of them, don't have uh, independent specific parties. No, no, they don't even have the Pizza and Freedom Party. I mean Peace and Freedom, sorry. Pizza and Freedom. Yeah, I remember I was getting ready to join the Bacon Party, but uh, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, so they don't have them when you get these calls or – Online surveys, and you begin to wonder who's paying the pollsters. Gee, it would be uh, Republicans and Democrats. What would happen if the Green Party, the Constitution Party, Libertarian Party did their own poll to simply ask, which third party would you like to vote for? And they don't even ask about Republican or Democrat. They put them Republican, Democrat into other. A true poll I would probably trust would be independent voters, just surely independent voters. That would be a good poll. Um, so I'm going to predict a slight Republican wave, even though the Democrats are out. I got a flyer today from a Native American running for assembly. I actually might vote for her, but um, they're out. The Democrats are definitely out, but I still think a re- Republican wave. And here's why. And, and by the way, you know, yeah, I'm libertarian, but here's why I'm predicting a Republican wave. It's, it wave. It's because not a wave. It's slight, a slight increase in the House and Senate. It's the connecting of people. Trump is going around. He's been doing it for quite some time. Of course, when he was doing his rallies before <clears throat> before he was president, he's getting a whole bunch of people together, like-minded people. And what happens when that happens? Well, they you know they meet for the first time. They start working together. They start connecting. They start having networks, and they're going to remind each other, encourage each other, inspire inspire each other to go tell their friends and neighbors go out there and vote. When you get – the Ron Paul movement was quite substantial, and now we have a Liberty Caucus in the Republican Party. Remember Ron Paul in 12? Of course, um, you know, Robert, forgive me for not voting for Gingrich, but I, of course, like Gingrich. But uh, and I think that was the whole reason why you started your show, wasn't it, Robert, to help Gingrich? Did you fall asleep in my phone? So anyway, I'll keep talking until Robert – so yeah, I mean, what happened when when you did your show, Robert? Guess what? You've connected a bunch of us, and uh, I think that's just really cool. So I'm because of connecting and inspiring and networking and reminding people to vote. It, it's going to be a a slight Republican increase. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm here. Well, I tell no, well, well, I hear I'm, uh, you. Well, well, let me go. Well, well, let me go over the numbers as as, as I see them here. Um, and again, I'm just totally going off of rear, uh, clear politics, and then just one uh, possibility the way I, you know, the way I see it. Okay, is that um, and this, you know, it could be kind of long, so I'm gonna take a little drink of water here before I start coughing again. So 
here's where it kind of panned out here. Um, is, is this it, it, right now, at least according to Rear Clear Politics, it's saying that there's, and this is going off uh, leaning and likely, okay, to vote Democrat, but would hold the, uh, before the toss ups, would hold the Democrats at 204 seats. Okay, last night it was 205. So within one day, that changed. Now, on the Republican side, they have Republicans at 199 seats. And then as of yesterday, it was 200. Okay, so, you know, but, so we'll go on those uh, from last – from well, we can use these because they evened out. Cause, and then there was 30 – that's 32 toss-ups. Okay, just two, 32 toss-ups, and last night it was 30. But one, one toss-up was one who was more likely Republican and one was more likely, you know, Democrat. So it kind of evened out. So I found this interesting, and, and I came up with these numbers um, uh, for that, okay? And so um, and we'll use those numbers last night, cause they haven't, but it's going to come out the, with the, the same number of Democrats, same number of Republicans. And I'm going to slowly break it down. First state we're going to go to is California, uh, where there's five toss-up uh, districts in California. Okay, Kelly? And that's uh, District 10, 25, 39, 45 and 48. Okay. And so if we take all of those districts, all those districts voted for Kaiser anybody. So the way I did this is I took the district that voted for whoever they voted for. That's who, that's who I gave it to. Okay. And, and my calculation, they voted for Clinton. I gave the, the seats to uh, not the state, but the district. So if the district voted for Clinton, I gave it to the Democrats. Okay, if the, if the district voted for Trump, I gave it to the Republican. Okay, that's just kind of my simple, as I said, unscientific, but, you know, for me it makes sense because, I mean, I just don't see the sediment, uh, you know, dying out in just, a, in just two years. I just don't see that where if a district went for Trump that all of a sudden it's going to go for the Democrat just two, year, just two years later. I, I, I find that hard to believe. Okay, again, not scientific, but still. And so those five, you know, that that brings, uh, you know, that brings uh, for my count last night where it was 205. That actually brings the count to 210 uh, for the Democrats. Okay, so you only need 218 to get the House. So now after that, they're at 210. Okay, and then then to look at Washington that has one that's toss up, and that's District 8, and that went to Clinton. So that gets the Democrats even closer at 211. Now, then we uh, got here the state of Nevada, Nevada 3, which voted for Trump. So that brings the Republicans to 201, okay? And then we have – I have Utah 4, District 4, voting for Trump, okay? So that brings uh, the Republicans to 202. So 202, the Republicans, you know, 211 at that point. Uh, to the Democrats. But then you have uh, Kansas and Minnesota both going for Trump. That's Kansas District 2 and Minnesota District 1 going for Trump. So I gave those two to um, to the Republicans, uh, yeah, bringing that to 203. And then I have Illinois 6. Illinois, of course, going to Clinton. That doesn't surprise anybody. That gets them to 212. They don't, so only six more Democrats you know, and they've got the and they've got the the house right, and so we've got uh, Michigan. Now remember, Michigan, which has right now two districts that are toss up. 
okay, and in Michigan, and that's 8 and 11. And those two districts voted for Trump. And so I'll give those, uh, those two points over to the Republicans, uh, I think making that up to 205 now. So we're at, now we're at 212 to 25 or somewhere around there. But then you also have you know, a string going to the Republicans, okay, because you had a Kentucky District 6, which is a toss-up. That went to Trump. You have uh, Maine, uh, District 2. That went for Trump. You had New York, 19, which is now a toss-up. That went for Trump. And also New York, 22, District 22. That went for Trump. And so you have Pennsylvania 1, District 1. That went for Clinton. Okay? And I'm not making the tally anymore because um, it's getting too complicated, to be honest. But, um, and then you have uh, – New Jersey, that split. New Jersey 3 went for Trump, and New Jersey 7 went to Clinton. And remember, the way I did my math here is it's that kind of split those two uh, in that state. Uh, and then you have Virginia, they, uh, 5 and 7, they both went for Trump. North Carolina now, which is a toss-up, that went for Trump. Florida, uh, Florida 15, uh, that went to Trump. Florida 26, that went for Clinton. And then you have Florida 27. Now remember, these are all toss-ups. That went for Clinton. And then you have Iowa 3 went for Trump. And New Mexico uh, District 2 went for Trump. So I had all those together. So what I came up with, okay, is that if that panned out those way, that way the Democrats would have 218 seats, which gives them the House. To the Republicans, 217 seats. So according to that, what I would see happening, if things are, st- are as they are now, the Democrats, it's not a blue wave, but they will take the House by one seat. So if we go by who that district voted for in the 2016 election, and those toss-up states or toss-up districts – Go to the candidate, or you know, go to the the party, I should say, of the candidate they voted for for president. You know, whether it's Trump or Clinton, the Democrats will win the House by one seat. Now, what that says to me, and then I'm going to bring in Joseph and Kavita first, is what that brings up to me is all you need. Let's say that's let's play devil's advocate. Say that's how things are. That's how things stand. These polls are correct. I mean, I know there's a lot of debate on whether we can even believe polls, and I'm on and I'm on board with that. But by going with this, I'm not trying to use this. Oh my gosh, the Democrats are going to get the house. No, not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I think that if things stand as they are, they will take the house by that very slim margin of one representative. One. So what does that mean? I that means that there isn't you know all it takes. Is a place like Pennsylvania. So if you're in Pennsylvania, you know if you can get that district, you know that district one who voted for Clinton, who see that the rest of their state voted for Trump, you get more people out there to vote for Trump, and you you could flip it where it's 218 for the Republicans and 217 for the Democrats. That's all it takes, or any of those districts that are close. You know, just like the district in Florida, 26, that voted for Clinton. If you could flip that district to have somebody voting for Trump, then you flip, you flipped it again. 
also in Florida 27. Two key. If you can get those two districts to flip, then the, the Democrats aren't going to take the House. So what I'm saying is the Democrats don't necessarily take, but they very well could if you, you, know, if, if you go off of you know, my analysis there. Uh, so I think blue wave, no. Are the, is it going to, I don't think there's a blue wave coming. Do I think it's a Republican wave? I don't think so. What I think is – we know how divided this country is. We are about divided right down the middle. Someone mentioned earlier maybe 38 percent is uh, you know, Republican. Maybe 38 percent is de- Democrat, and the rest are maybe independents. Let's get to that. But that means we're still pretty damn divided. And if it came out where that – the uh, it, it's only one district, one seat difference. I mean I don't has, – has there ever been you know – that type of, of split in the House of Representatives, for I'm the historian, but I don't think that's ever happened. And I think that's a strong, that's a possibility that that could happen. As said, going off these numbers, I'm seeing where that's a different. Now we unfortunately lost Dr. Tolbert. I don't know why. I did send out uh, a text to him, so hopefully he'll be able to come back. I know he just said he wasn't going to be able to be on long, but I didn't think it would be that short. Um, so perhaps uh, you just had another call come in or, or something. Um, but I'm just going off of these. You know, I'm not trying to discount anybody what their thoughts are about how the polls, and again, I agree a lot with them, but just going off of what we're seeing here is that it could definitely be a very close race, which still could come out and see a Republican victory if people do come out and vote. So let's go ahead and uh, get the take on, on that analysis there uh, by uh, yourself, Joseph. You've done a lot of campaigning. Um, and again, I'm just going off of these numbers here and what the trend was in 2016 on who that district voted for, uh, whether it was Clinton or Trump. And then, you know, as I said, you know, gave that gave whoever the candidate was, regardless of how close it is. But so it's only within about three percentage points. Uh, I gave that over to the uh, you know the person who they voted for for president. And that's how it panned out. I mean, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, again, thinking about if we could even trust polls. Robert, was that question directed to me? Yeah, Joseph, that was for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah, it's good. Give yourself a beacon, and then we're going to bring it down the uh, the line. Sure. Uh, uh, the uh, the audio was a little bit muffled. Could you repeat the question again, please? Yeah, I so said. I mean, so you heard the analysis, correct? Correct. Correct. And okay. So the possibility of it actually being a 218 Democrats. The 217 Republicans only really taking one district. Just one district can flip it all to where the Democrats don't take the House. I mean, which would be historical, of course, because you know the way things usually trend. And sometimes that, you know, I'm trying to say, you know, goes back and forth, you know, in an off year. That in and of itself makes me kind of like, hmm. But uh, but but what's your thoughts on you know that as it stands, you know, with you know again, I took what. The person who vote who they voted for for president in that district, and I gave that person to I gave you know that win to the whoever the candidate was from the party of that presidential candidate. Uh, correct. Um, I I honestly think that uh, it's still going to have the 2016 effect. No one in a million years ever thought that uh, three blue states, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, and Wisconsin would uh, flip uh, red. And I actually believe that the Dem- uh, that the Republicans will win, but it'll be by a, a very very thin razor edge margin. So I honestly believe that the polls 
Uh, I'm still not comfortable with the polls that came out. I think there's going to be three or four seats that'll flip, but it'll be enough uh, seats to allow the uh, Republicans to maintain the majority, uh, both in the Senate and the House. So I'm still sticking by my guns and um, not taking the polls uh, that seriously because I've done that before. Uh, and I honestly think there's going to be about three or four different uh, seat flips that are going to be big surprises, but are going to be the monumental, uh, you know, uh, game breakers uh, that are going to, you know, sway the House and allow the uh, Republicans to maintain the majorities in both chambers. So I, I, I'm still sticking to uh, my original um, instincts of um, the polling is still off. I don't trust it. And I think we're going to have a big uh, November surprise, like we did in 2016. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that that would be awesome. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping, you know, because I would, I mean, I would love to see that. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know whether that's going to happen. I mean, and it, you know, it, it could happen that, um, yeah, it could be flipped. You know, such as I mean, if we again, if you take the states. You know, if you look at the states that voted for Trump, you know, so if you can flip the districts in Florida, you can just flip the districts uh, in Pennsylvania. I mean, there's uh, actually uh, two districts in Texas, which I I apologize, forgot to mention, two districts in in Texas, believe it or not, that voted for Clinton. Texas uh, 7 and uh, District 7, Texas District 32, they voted for Clinton. Now, uh, District 7 is actually – uh, trending towards the Republican uh, there. If you look at the the most recent polls, you know, you know, again, we're always saying if they could believe them, but, um, but I mean, if you could take that, I mean, that's because um, I mean, California, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, if you have the two districts in Texas go to Trump, you know, that that that's two, you know, where that can make uh, them have you know 219 there, and then if you could take the one, uh, or I'm sorry, the two uh, uh, districts in Florida. That voted for Clinton. That's you know that brings it up to to uh, you know 221, right? And then if you take uh, let's see if there's any more that could be out there. The one from Pennsylvania, that's 222. You know how you know seats they could you know still be the, the Republicans, and then you know of course that would be uh, you know less for the Democrats, but um, you know I'd be closer to you know 212 or or, or something like that. I just said I'm not doing the math, but I mean it certainly would. Uh, it's a possibility, I, you know. I, I, you know, but whether it's a like a big way. Now, are you saying that maybe like uh, the possibility of a of a supermajority? You think that could happen? Um, I highly doubt it. Um, I don't think it's going to be a supermajority. I just think that uh, uh, between the races in, in certain states, uh, I think that the polling does not have certain Democrats as close as uh, it's being currently portrayed. And I think we're just going to have a few surprises because if you remember 2016, even on the day of election, nobody in a million years starting that morning, if, if, if someone would have, if, if the media would have start proclaiming that morning of, of the election of 2016, that by the, by the morning, of, of the next day because, you know, they didn't call the, the presidency for Trump until the next day. If someone would have ever said that Wisconsin 
Michigan or Pennsylvania would fall. I think they they would have just said, you're, you're, you're crazy. You lost your mind. That's never happening in a million years. It's not happening. That's not how this election will, will, will be determined. And so I'm going with that same mindset into 2018. Uh, and I honestly think the impossible or what's deemed the improbable is honestly really going to play out to be uh, reality. Uh, and, but if it's done, it's going to be by a, 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 still a thin razor. Um, uh, it's going to be really close. It's, uh, no one will, uh, how can I say, um, no one will win by any majority both in the House of the Senate. So if the Republicans retain, I would estimate in the House, they retain by four to five seats max. In the Senate, one or two seats max. But uh, that's, that's still my projection. So I think it would be about 222 to 212 or something like that. That would be a projection I would, I would say would be uh, plausible. There's so, yeah, there's somewhere yes. around there, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah, two twenty, yeah, two twenty-three to two twelve, actually. Correct. Two twenty-three Correct. to two twelve is, I think, we could be a, a plausible scenario. Yes. Okay, yes. Vika, what yes. are your thoughts on that? Well, not to quote Sean Hannity, you know, this is a very important race, and Republicans, believe it or not, have done such our conservative outlets have done such a great job saying jobs, not mobs. Uh, but this, you know, there can be some upsets here. Uh, you know, I have a strong prediction that uh, Omar Navarro of the 43rd District of uh, California, he could possibly take it. A lot of people are starting to see, uh, particularly uh, black Americans are seeing that Maxine Waters is not for them. She is for the bank. She's for special interests. She's for, you know, fanning the flames of hate, to be honest. And, you know, I... Uh, I was talking to my brother, and, you know, my brother's a very, very intelligent man. And what's funny is because my brother only has a ninth grade education, and I think he is a political scholar. You know, he doesn't have a Ph.D., but <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so fascinating just, you know, how, how I can talk to him about politics and, or just anything in general. I'm just I'm learning from him. Like, that, that's incredible. Uh, I, 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 you all right, Susan? <laughs> I want to say I want to say I'm trying. We're going to we're going to see a Bradley effect here, and what you know, not the race part, but the polls they never get it right. I remember waking up uh, on that November Tuesday, you know, a little gut feeling. Okay, Trump, I really I really believe he's going to do it, but is America going to give him that shot? And then you know the first wave came in, and then Hillary Clinton, you know, that video came out, and then jumping up and down, and Bill Clinton, you know, praising, oh Hillary, if you're going to be the next president, I will be the first uh, gentleman in there. Women galore, the drugs, violence doesn't matter. I will be the first gentleman, and you'll be the person. And then the second wave came on. Republicans came back from work, or got off work and voted, and Trump broke down the blue wall. I didn't think I was ever going to live in my lifetime to see Pennsylvania flip or Michigan, or Wisconsin, of all those states. And, you know, Trump has a well, uh, strong support. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and I said this, you know, early on in, in 2016 when people are like, freak, you know, giving me a hard time for, you know, supporting Trump because, I mean, I, I was like anybody but Hillary Clinton. Oh, my gosh, anybody but Hillary Clinton. 
They're like, oh, well, you're, you know, well, I can't remember how they phrased it. Oh, uh, you know, you're a Trump man or something. I said, no, I said, I'm an anti-Hillary uh, you know, Clinton. I said, look, I said, the reason I'm supporting Trump in the primaries is that he's the only person that could beat Hillary Clinton, and the only reason he was the only person who could beat Hillary Clinton. I said that early on, that he is the only person that could take you know, Michigan and Pennsylvania. I said that for, for months you know, uh, before, the, before the November election. I said he's the only one who could do it. None of the other candidates. I mean, do you think, I mean, not, not against Ted Cruz or any of that, do you think Ted Cruz could have taken Pennsylvania and, and taken Michigan? Hell no. Do you think, you know, Kasich? Hell no. He, he, he couldn't even take Ohio. Okay. And so, you know, Trump was the only one who could do it. I mean, and I mean, I knew he could, I, I, I thought he could flip it. That's why I support him. I thought, now, I had some grandeur, uh, I thought maybe he could flip New York. Uh, that was kind of, you know, naive of me. I would, I would guess. Uh, but I certainly yeah. felt uh, that it was possible. There was a possibility of Michigan and, uh, you know, in Pennsylvania. I mean, I, I was kind of like had an uh oh moment when Hillary Clinton took Virginia. To be honest, I mean, I thought Trump was going to take Virginia when, when that took out the, you know, when, when that was uh, taken up by her. I was kind of like, uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I was like, when she won Virginia, I was like, up oh, here it goes. It's starting, but you know, he came back, uh, uh, you know, and took the rest. So, well, not the rest. But you know not, I mean. Okay, let us not forget, Virginia was one of the first states to ban IDs. There are a lot of illegal aliens, or I'd call them parasites, who think they can vote in these polls. And okay, we'll bring also, uh, we'll also bring some uh, statistics right now. Thomas Sowell once said that if the Republicans got 20% of the uh, of the black community. Democrats are in trouble. Right now, blacks are voting, blacks are on Trump about 42%. Yeah, they're in some serious trouble. And this is what they know, but they're extrapolating to say, you know, the polls show that Democrats are, and that's not true. The number one, uh, right, the number one demographic for business ownership now is Hispanics. And no one's talking about this. And I can't even believe Fox News is not talking about it. Hispanics are one of Trump's strongest supporters now. They're starting to see, whoa, low taxes, deregulation, strong borders. This is really the American dream here. Why would I want to take away that? You know, we're not seeing any of this in the poll. So that's why I say it's going to be a Bradley effect. Okay, go ahead. Speak, speak, speak. Now, granted, we're going to have a few surprises. But other than that, you know, I think Republicans are going to uh, hold on, hold on to the House. They'll hold on to the Senate. But this is the one thing, and I give this to my partner here. Trump needs to win his party. I understand, you know, you were the renegade businessman and all that, but you got to win their party. You don't have to compromise, but you got to win the moment. And I do, you know, back my background, you know, consulting and all that. You have to find out what are their challenges. What's the one thing? Because Lindsey Graham gave you a bone, man. Everyone keeps praising Lindsey Graham saying, you know, he's going to, you know, he's on the Trump train. No, Graham is smart. He's got an election coming up soon. Murkowski, yeah, she's pal. As we say over here, she's pal. Palin's gonna out is gonna uh, outbid her, uh, out the fundraiser. She's gone. Uh, Heitkamp, <laughs> she doesn't have a she doesn't have a leg to stand on. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, yeah, you better go look for a new job after November after uh, two, next Tuesday because you don't have a shot. Cruz is gonna Cruz is showing that he has a lot of Hispanic uh, voters. He has a strong base. Beto may have the money, but he does not have you know he does not have that. I guess to say that. Je ne sais quoi that uh, Cruz had. But, yeah, I do agree with you. Cruz would never, ever win Pennsylvania nor Michigan. He doesn't have it. He's too conservative. Trump, he knew how to win the blue dogs. 
you know, I got I got a question for you though, and I, I, I quiz everybody on this one. What state gave George W. Bush the presidency of two thousand? Which state? Correct. What well, state? you know the the, the conventional wisdom the conventional wisdom is Florida, right? Because <laughs> that's where the big uh, battleground and the big hoopla was. Um, but I have a feeling that you know it's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can say yes or no, but take a wild guess. Oh, no, let's see. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm. I'm thinking. I, I may be wrong. It's. But I'm gonna say Virginia. Oh, you were so close. It was West Virginia. West Virginia is West a Virginia. blue dog. Yeah. Even the blue dogs who are running for office don't like Pelosi. They hate Obama. And they are pro-gun, Second Amendment, but they're like FDR in the beginning. Government needs to take just a little bit uh, central control of our lives, just a little bit, not too much. But, yeah, it was West Virginia. Five out of six elections, Democrats took West Virginia. And, and uh, Bush knew, and, uh, and Trump knew, too, you have to win that safe state. You've got to flip it. And they did. And right now, you know, uh, and Trump's very smart about it. He got their governor to become a Republican. You want to hold on to this state, you better start listening to the blue dogs. And that's the failure that Republicans failed to do. But President Trump, oh, no, he knows I better win those blue dogs or I'll never see 2020. No, and he's still working on it, especially with the coal mines and things of that nature. You mentioned West Virginia. So, no, so do a little what, – what do you think that the – I think uh, the numbers are going to come out. Uh, either, as I said earlier, you know, 20, uh, 218 Democrats, 217 Republicans. I'm saying, I'm thinking it's either that possibility where it's that close, or it's going to be close to uh, you know, 223 uh, to 212. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be somewhere in that. I think the Republicans don't have, there's no, they're not going to have any more than 223. Um, uh, but that they could, that, I think it's going to be for them 217 uh, to 223. Uh, well, but what do you think? What are you predicting? Uh, pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty close. We're not going to have a supermajority. As much as I thought it uh, was going to have, and Democrats did an incredible job raising money, but they keep bringing in celebrities. We don't care about celebrities. You know, I don't want to go off course, yeah. but I was watching a documentary. Uh, the number one spot in America right now for suicides is uh, Montana, and it's for uh, middle-aged white men. And I was explaining this to my brother. This is why Trump won. Because let's okay, let's just say this. Their kids are being sent off to college. They're sent off to, you know, being indoctrinated. They come back home and they're telling the parents, oh, you're racist, you're, you're privileged. You have this white privilege. Uh, I'm working three jobs, son, to keep you afloat. Why are you saying that? The jobs went away. You know, the devaluation of family. And, you know, those are old school rugged men. If they don't have that, what's their point of living? And when I see this across America, and it, to any political scientist, to professor, I say simply this. This is why Trump won. How dumb are you? Are you that stupid? Are you a lemming? He won because he said the forgotten men and women, get me an office and you will be forgotten no more. And what did he do? He's maintained his promise. Indiana's about to open up a freaking steel factory that's been shut down for years. So I don't understand how people keep getting it wrong. The more you hate President Trump, the more people love him. I just if you, Maybe if you just stop, take a breath, and it's the Democrats, you go back, stop, take a breath, go back to centrist ideology, go back to Clinton, go back to uh, James, uh, James Carville, you'll start winning again. 
and maybe you might win West Virginia again because just like New, New Mexico, those are considered safe states. West Virginia is no longer safe to Democrats. We've got, uh, and I am going to get uh, Kelly back in as well as Susan, but let's go ahead and uh, bring in Joe. Uh, so let's welcome Joe. And I do see uh, you know other callers there in the chat. If you'd like to chime in, you are welcome to call us at 347-945-7428. Uh, being a part of our conversation. Let's welcome Joe. Thank you very much, Joe, uh, for coming tonight. How are you? How are you doing, Bob? Uh, good. Well, I'm good. Well, um, the guy who was talking now, um, he's making sense. I happen to think that Trump is firing up his base so much that I think we'll, uh, not we, but the Republicans will take the House. Well, they're already predicted to take the House. They'll, no, I mean the Senate, but they'll take the House too, probably. Because Trump hasn't faltered in the last month. And uh, the way people are attacking him, like he said, the more you hate him, the more you attack him, the more that his base will rise up and say, we're not taking this crap anymore. So I think that people will go out there like I am, and I'm not a Republican, and I'm, I'm going to go out there and get the Republicans in there. But I'm also going to make a concerted effort as soon as they get in, because these Republicans to which uh, your caller was alluding to in the form of Lindsey Graham being smart, they're rolling in there because they know Trump is a winner. If somehow the Democrats take a chink out of Trump's armor and show him to be made of clay in just one instance, these Republicans who are going to be elected based upon the other uh, people's votes, they're going to turn against Trump so fast they'll make your head spin. So what I want, I want libertarians in there. But right now, I've always been a person who's always said, if you vote for the lesser evil, you're still going to get evil. But this time... Yeah, we said a lot. Yeah. Mephistopheles is twice as evil as Beazelbub. The Democrats, once they get in, they've already announced it. They're going to impeach Trump. They're going after Kavanaugh. And they're going to try to rescind some of the legislation that Trump has gotten through with the executive orders. So the Republicans have to get in there now. I ordinarily would say vote libertarians. I'd rather have a libertarian dog catcher than a professional Republican. But we can't split the vote now. We have to have the Republicans in there, and then I want them out by 2020. So that's my philosophy. And so do you have any uh, uh, you know, predictions then of what you think the numbers are going to pan out at? No, I just think they were going to win better than most people think. I think that Limbaugh, Hannity, Levin, um, and the other um, conservative pundits are doing a good job of reminding people, especially Hannity, get out there because a vote for a Democrat is a vote for Pelosi and Schumer being your leaders for the next, well, two years. And if Trump doesn't run in 2020 and if a Democrat wins, and they'll be the leaders for the next six years. So, again, that's another incentive. Get out there. Put the rhinos in, then kick their asses out um, as soon as they get in. Don't let them come back in 2020. Just let them stay in there now so that Trump can um, can do what he uh, what his campaign promises said he would do. So I don't have any predictions about the numbers, but I'm fairly confident Republicans are going to win both the House and the Senate. Well, let's hope so. Let's, uh, let's hope we could get um... – and uh, I'm going to bring it to you, Susan, then uh, back to you, Kelly. Uh, what else? You know, kind of we'd hear from Jim Condit 
uh, Junior, he may still be able to call in. It's, it's already uh, after 11 our time here, so maybe not. Uh, he's, he's steady. He may be able to, to, to show up. But uh, if not, you know, it's, that's okay. I know he's working on, you know, making sure that there's not, you know, vote fraud and things of that nature. Um, but I'd like to hear from you, Susan, on, on what you think your predictions are going to be, um, you know, next, next Tuesday night. Uh, again, I know it's going to be a late night for me. I'll be up. Literally, you know, probably all night watching all these returns come in, um, unless they blow it away early, and then it just doesn't matter. But you know, maybe once uh, the Republicans do reach 218, like, well, okay, I can go to bed now. But uh, <laughs> until that happens, I don't think I don't think I'll be I don't think I'll be going to sleep that night. Did you? You said that nobody from Idaho was running. Did you count those two? I mean, are you? I, I don't know. How, I I, I kind of hear you, but you you keep sounding really muffled, and I I, I hate that because I want to hear what you you got to say, but you're 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 really muffled tonight. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I don't know how. But okay, I took off my. Uh, see, so you were you, you were clear there for a second, and then you stopped, and then it stopped. You can't hear me now. Now it's good. Okay. Um, I said I don't. Now it's not. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I know. It's just, <laughs> she gets it for a second, and then you know, and then it's like. Yeah, you gotta put your voice. Yeah, you have to put it. your mouth up to the mouthpiece. Well. Okay. Um, I said I. You didn't count Idaho's two seats. You told me no one was running, but it's right here. No, the question is, well, two well, right, well, right now they're what? Well, no, right now they're they're pretty much a, what's being predicted with that with with Idaho is there a sh- pretty much a sure thing on who they're going to vote or on who they're going to vote for. Oh, but you told me, okay, you said that they didn't have anyone running this year, that they didn't well, have Yeah, but I, no, what I said, I said not all, the, not all the seats in the House are up for election. Okay, because I was going to say, Mike Simpson is right here in this newspaper article, two Democrats seeking seat held by Representative Mike Simpson, and then Russ Falcher is taking Labrador's place. So both of those seats should go Republican as much as I hate Simpson. <clears throat> so I just want to make sure you were counting those. Well, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm talking about the ones that they have here in Real Clear Politics. It's not on their list. Uh, Idaho is not one of their lists that they're watching. They're not, they're not really watching Idaho, okay, because, you know, they're, they're, pretty, oh. yeah, they're watching – yeah, Idaho is not one of the ones that they're watching. They're just looking at the ones that are, uh, you know, likely Democrat, leans Democrat, you know, and or leans Republican, leans GOP, toss up. I mean, ones that pretty much are a done deal, uh, or at least with what they feel, you know, I guess whatever polling's going on there uh, is a done deal. That's that's not what's on the, the rear clear. They're not on <clears throat> rear clear politics list, is what I'll say. 
As, oh, as, as I guess we're, we're, not, we're not important okay, over here in Idaho. <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is that they think it's a, a done. Well, see, they're, they're included. See, right now it says the, the Republicans are at 199. So they're pretty confident that the Republicans are going to have at least 199 seats, according to rear color politics, and they're going to have at least 204 seats, you know, the Democrats, according to what they have now. But then they have a list, you know, of the different states and different districts where – you know, on where they're leaning, whether they're leaning Democrats or more likely, but it's not a done deal. Okay, they're not showing, uh, they're basically, okay. by not showing the two seats of Idaho, they pretty much think, okay, Idaho's a done deal and they're going to go, you know, one way or the other. Okay, <clears throat> I just wanted to make sure. Which, by the way, a shout out to Raw Labrador, the uh, Numbers USA gave him an A plus as a true reformer on immigration policy. What the reformer? <clears throat> what do I mean by that? Uh, his immigration actions in Congress supported the immigration reform. That he wants immigrants or that he doesn't want them? What do they mean? They, all I know is he earned an A-plus because he didn't support a lot of this nonsense. That, you know, the, the great card... Um, are based on all committee and floor votes and co-sponsorships that are on their record that would have affected the numerical level of legal and illegal immigration. All right, well, that's, <clears> nice, <throat> that's nice political ease, but what does it mean? Is this guy for immigrants coming into the country, or or is he not? Only if they are legal, do it the legal way. Only if they're doing it the legal way. Okay. Right. If it was me running, I, would, I wouldn't be for legal or illegal immigrants coming in anymore. 95 million Americans out of work. We do not need one more immigrant in here. We have something like 250,000 uh, students on H-1 visas or whatever um, academic visas they're using from different countries, I think in particular India, to come in here and use our universities. I say no to all of them. Get them all out. It is not a right for anybody from another country to enter the shores of another country. And besides which, which people don't understand, is that maybe not even Trump, but I'm pretty sure he probably does. He's very politically astute. Is that when it comes to immigration, it's not up to the courts to decide what to do, even though they've been doing it for years. This is an executive decision. It's beyond judicial review. If, if Trump or any president, for any reason, does not want any immigrants coming in here for any reason, regardless of race, color, creed, PC, or anything else, he has the right to say, you do not enter. And nobody has a, anything to say about it. But, however, the courts have been saying, um, putting in their two cents worth for, uh, for years now. And if you want to back that up, if you want to take a look at what I'm saying, you can look up a guy named, I think it's Andrew McCarthy. And he's a writer for the National Review. And he talks about how the um, the executive branch, meeting the president, has the sole discretion when it comes to immigration. Well, I, all I know is he's been thanked by Numbers USA. He was very strict. And Congressional District of Idaho, he served our nation on matters concerning immigration policy over the last two years. That's what it's being judged on. 
and I appreciate, and I'm sorry we're going to lose him because he tried to get the governorship and failed. And uh, but Russ Falter will be a very good addition to our um, to the house. So I I salute Representative Labrador. We've been lucky here in Idaho on a few. So that's really all I have to say anyway. Well, one thing that would um, you know bring up uh, you know before I bring Kelly back in is I you know got this article and again this is something that's happening again we've seen it before and something we definitely have to be mindful of because you know we're throwing these numbers out and throwing these possibilities you know of you know re- you know Republicans actually being able to keep uh, the House. And uh, you know, I've got an article here, and of course, these, these articles you can find uh, at the uh, Bard's Logic Political Talk uh, website at the newsroom page at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Now, this one uh, is actually, uh, you know, an article just from a couple of days ago. It says Texans upset with machines, and we've talked about this before again, flipping votes to other party after they vote. It says Texas has been a slugfest over the Senate seat. Where Democrats have been convincing themselves they have a chance with their flavor of the month, uh, fair-haired Boyd, Robert Beto O'Rourke. But in a demonstration that Texans still have sent, polls indicate that Senator Ted Cruz is leading despite Democrats from all over the country pouring in millions trying to flip the seat. But now in this hotly contested area, people are complaining about uh, vote flipping, and no one is happy about it. It says... Uh, Voters casting their ballots uh, early in Texas claimed this week that when casting Democratic or Republican straight ticket ballots, voting machines at at least 80 counties in the Lone Star State flipped their vote to the other party in key midterm races, including the high-profile competition between incumbent Senator Cruz and his Democratic opponent, Beto O'Rourke. The Texas, uh, Texas Secretary of State Office on Friday said that there have been issues reported with Hart East Lake voting machines, which are used at approximately 30 percent of counties statewide. The machines feature a wheel for some candidates and the buttons to move from screen to screen. But the Secretary of State is saying it's not anything nefarious, but a problem with how voters themselves are using machines. Sounds like Democrats are the ones having the most problems with figuring out how to use the machine. Uh, it says the Hart Eastlake machines are not malfunctioning. The problems being reported are a result of user error. Usually, voters hitting a button or using the selection wheel before the screen is finished rendering, said Tom Saylor, spokesman for the office of the Secretary of State, Orlando Pablos. Uh, the uh, Houston Chronicle reported that Democratic voters claim. The machines indicated they were about to cast a vote for Cruz then, uh, when they originally intended to choose O'Rourke. Several people said they were able to get uh, help from employees at polling places in order to change their vote back. Uh, Mickey Blake, a Houston resident, told KTRKTV that she voted for Democrats down the ticket but saw before she submitted that O'Rourke's name was not selected. And it says this wasn't the first time people have complained, uh, said the vice president of the company uh, that makes the machines. There's no flipping, then there's not now. Ted Cruz has been advising his supporters how to correctly vote the straight ticket. Once you select a Republican Party ticket, 
please be patient and do not select next until the ballot has populated all the selections. Uh, the Texas Democrat Party, on the other hand, is complaining about the malfunction and complaining it's costing them votes and the Secretary of State isn't going up to warn people. Uh, those two approaches to the problem say something about both parties uh, right there. So it's probably not necessary to say conservatives, but every year there are these questions that come up with machines. It's always good to review how to vote on your sample ballots. Hey, we were talking about that last week, weren't we, Kelly? Uh, verify your vote is correct before you enter it, and if there's a problem, notify a poll worker immediately, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, so user error or something else, what do you think, Kelly? Well, yeah, I saw that, of course, but we were on top of that right away and looking at the comments. It's real simple, you know. It's the programmer. It's the programmer. Did you think of others? I mean, my gosh, I've designed multi-million dollar process plants as an engineer, and we think about how to simplify this so that Bart Simpson can run this plant. And these guys, really? Yeah, it's the programmer. Now, does the programmer a knucklehead, an idiot, has no social skills, doesn't think about others, or was it deliberate? Kind of leaning on deliberate. So, yeah, it's a real concern. We saw that in 2016, 14, 12, how many, 12, how many times do we have to get rid of these damn machines, hand-counted paper ballots at the precinct, counted in public view before they leave the precinct? It's that simple. All right, so I wanted to uh, <clears throat> dissect, if you will, a whole bunch of factors that um, are involved in this election. Hopefully I'll only spend like five, ten seconds on each. So dissecting details, engineer, oh my gosh, no wonder why this guy can't get a date. But that's why I just love the 19th Amendment. It's my favorite amendment to the Constitution that you can vote regardless of sex. And in my many years of involuntary celibacy, I can still vote. That's what I was saying. <laughs> That's just what I was thinking, that you had no sex, you could vote, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so I really like, Robert, your method going through the different um, congressional districts. How do they vote before? I respect your logic. And you know what? Past behavior predicts uh, future the future behavior in science, by the way, science is a study of repeatable events. So obviously you use science, but yet you have limited time, you know, working man, family, all that stuff. So I, I have to confess myself, it is really hard to predict the outcome, very hard, although I'm leaning on a Republican wave, even or a slight Republican wave, even though I'm a libertarian. But there's a whole bunch of factors. The black vote. You know, the Democrats know they lose twenty percent, man. They're hurting bad, so those folks are going to vote Republican. Well, I've heard of, uh, what's it called, Blackxit? Black. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a Demexit. Yeah, the, the Dexit or whatever you call the Democrats. Yeah, the Black Yeah, they're calling it Blackxit. Yeah. Blackxit, yeah. I guess. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge factor. Okay, number two, independence. Probably Republican voters there because of the economy. <clears throat> number three, um, replacement votes. You know, over the last several years, we've had... You know, people resign or what have you in Congress, and I think it, I think it's at eight out of ten are going Republican instead of Democrat. I'm not sure what the stats are, but it's overwhelming Republican. Number four, get out to vote. We mentioned I mentioned this before. Trump is rallying people like I no other president I have ever seen. 
so we could see Republicans turn out there. Oh, wait, we got to get out the vote on the Democrats. They're on the move. They're on the move. They could go, you know, more Democrat votes. All right, number six. The Democrats have pitched that Hitler's uh, uh, the Hitler's Trump. Trump is Hitler. Okay, they pitch that Trump is Hitler, but it's backfiring. It's not effective. Americans are offended. Okay, Republican leaning there. Uh, what about the working man in business? Well, they're typically uh, the working man is uh, goes for Democrats. But look at all the all the jobs Trump's bringing into this country. Republicans. Okay, <clears throat> the mail bomber. Oh goodness. That's a whole other topic. You know, there are going to be some votes, the Democrats there. The Jewish vote, the Pittsburgh synagogue, synagogue shooting, and how Trump responded. He's going to get a lot more Republican votes there. Illegal voting from funding George Soros, whoever. Okay, there's going to be a lot of Democrat votes from that. Let's go. Here's another one. Now, the bad behavior, the violence, the violence of Antifa and the Democrats who actually promote even Eric Holder. Oh, my gosh, you're promoting violence, Hillary Clinton, promoting violence? That's going to bring Republican votes. Hispanic vote, we, somebody discussed this earlier. The legal Hispanics, yeah, Republican. They're hardworking, family-oriented people. They are a great asset to our country, Republican. But the illegals, back to Democrats. All right, <clears throat> this border issue, 7,000 people coming up from Guatemala. Border issues again, let's build a fence. A lot of Republican votes there, okay. Trump is constantly praising law enforcement and the military. Republican votes there. And then, of course, we'll go back to the electronic election fraud. All this is irrelevant if electronic election fraud is occurring. All of these factors are irrelevant. Our vote, our political study, our discussion, irrelevant if somebody is hacking our votes and flipping electronically our votes. It's called election fraud. Voter fraud is the individual election fraud is mass numbers by electronics. However, Q, QAnon, he's stating that the midterms are secure. I'm not so sure how he can make that statement because I still have concerns. So there's all sorts of factors. I don't know. I just have a gut feeling it's going to be a, a slight Republican win in the House and the Senate. I just I don't. Let's, I, I just, let's get some people's thoughts on all these different factors. I just you know I'll just you know shut up now and let people. Uh, you know, just what what do you guys think? What are some of the most important factors in the midterm? Well, yeah, let's certainly uh we're gonna bring it down the line, but first uh two things. One, uh hopefully Joe uh calls back in because uh, we did uh uh lose his call, so hopefully he's gonna be able to call back in. But uh, in the meantime we do have uh, our friend Mike from Singapore on the line. Let's go ahead and bring in Mike. Uh thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Yeah, thank you for coming good. to our special guys? edition this evening. Yes, yes. And you guys, uh, how are you? Good. Happy Halloween Eve right. here. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys, that's right. Uh, the bottom line is neither uh, Democrats, neither Republicans deserve any vote. Because both of them, uh, before election, they talk so nice. Oh, I will do this for you. I will do everything that people really like to hear. But once they elected, they bye bye another four years or two years again. I forgot whatever I said. I it was empty promises. We have been. Are you talking Republicans, Democrats, or both? 
<laughs> both of them. Both of them are the, the two heads of the snake. Yep. And they have no value. Uh, no people don't trust any of them. What do you think, my friends? Well, well, uh, I guess I will uh, start with that, and then we'll bring it, uh, you know, to the top of the line here. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we've touted that for you know for you know many years, even back you know, since 2000, probably 14, um, you know, or 12, even. You know, I know we supported a lot of uh, alternate party, or some people call third party candidates uh, here on the show. We've interviewed a lot of them. Uh, you know, did. Uh, you know, had a lot of them all in different organizations, things of that nature. But, yeah, I mean, we certainly would like to break up the duopoly. The, the differences with this year is, unfortunately, uh, or, you know, or fortunately, I, you know, the Republicans haven't really been acting uh, conservative, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, since 2012 and since uh, Trump has gotten elected. So now they're getting behind – now they're getting behind Trump and, you know, making, you know, making it more palatable to, uh, you know, folks like – New conservatives, libertarians, you know, people who are constitutionalists, things of that nature. Before Trump, they weren't. Now, that being said, what Joe said, and hopefully we'll be able to hear more from him tonight if he's able to call back in, is, you know, we, we definitely want to have – I'd like to see more of a multi-party system similar to what Ireland has. Exactly. Uh, we certainly would love to break the duopoly here. Exactly. Green Party, Libertarian, uh, Socialist Equality Party of USA. I mean, which they have already in Detroit, 12 district. They have nine uh, Nimot uh, from Social Equality Party candidate uh, for Congress in the Michigan's 12 district. And uh, he already talked uh, talk a few days ago when people in Detroit, 8,000 workers had uh, walked out from their jobs uh, from uh, uh, Marriott properties in eight cities involving uh, close to 8,000 workers and members of Unite uh, Here Union is one of the manifestations of growing mood of resistance in the working class after the case of which uh, union have suppressed strikes in United States of America. So he, he met them and he's, he asked he, he he give the people you know heads up, keep doing what you're doing, uh, work out. Uh, and many people they did not even get a raise for five years, and are still working in Marriott hotels and uh, many parts uh, in the United States. What kind of contract is that? What kind of uh, uh, justice is that? Uh, the union. You have union, but but for where is the justice if you cannot have uh, five years of uh, working for the same rate of what eight nine dollars similar and you be without any uh, promotions? I mean that's that's not justice. We need social equality party. We need uh, you know like uh, France is a socialist democrat. We can socialists, and they have a free medical uh, for everybody. They have free education for everybody. I mean, especially in Germany, uh, and you know, they take care of their citizens first before even they spend money for any other aspects of their uh, accountings for 
military, for uh, education, etc. I mean, if, if, have you been in Germany, my friend? Actually, I you know, I've never been in Germany. I've never, I've never been there. Okay. Have you been Canada, my friend? I have been to Canada, gosh, years ago. Okay. So when you enter to Canada, what kind of feelings do you, uh, you get? Everything is clean. Roads are uh, without bumps, bumps. You know, in Chicago, if you go uh, bump, 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 they don't take care of the uh, streets at all. I mean, many, many parts of USA is like that. I mean, we are becoming already third world uh, country, my friend. Because where is the money? Corruption. Democrats are corruption. Republican corruption. You know, hell to both of them. And we, and Canada, Canada spends all, yeah, you pay 16% uh, value tax, yes. Uh, but you have uh, they take care of your unemployment, they take care of your uh, uh, medical, everything, I mean, basic, I mean, housing, etc. I mean, they, they create super nice buildings, I mean, like 40, 50 floors and all belong to low-income people, and they go there and enjoy their rest of life. What in the United States doing? Did, does the United States help? The needy and seniors? No. People uh, are sick Sinop- and tired, my friend. Yeah, yeah Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Sir, Mike. if I may address you as Sir, from Mike, Sin- Mike. Singapore. Mike? Okay. Mike, yes. well, Mike. Mike. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad you called. Okay, you're from Singapore and you're watching American politics. No, I am not have a. I, I already given my vote. I, uh, oh, okay. I vote, yes. Okay, well, good. Yeah, so what are other Singaporeans yeah, it, and other people that you've come across? How, how do they view American politics? I, I want to get an outsider view, which obviously would be more libertarian, which I'm biased towards. But what, 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 is, what is going on as other people view America? Uh, America is as a corrupt politics, corrupt uh, uh, heads of a state. I mean, since Trump came, my friend, what happened? Hate crimes is high. There is uh, uh, what mass shooting in Jewish synagogue. There was uh, on Wednesday too in your time, mine Thursday. There was another incident. This guy he went uh, uh, to a black church and tried to kill the uh, black church in, I believe, in middle of USA. And then, for some reason, the the church was. Uh, they couldn't open. He couldn't open the door, so that's good. And then he went across, tried to shoot. Uh, he shot the two black people in the, uh, you know, Arco gas stations, and uh, then tried to kill a few other more. And then the white guy say, "Hey, white will not kill whites." So then he he left, and but they catch him. Uh, but the question is. So much of this, uh, you know, like the movie 22, uh, 22 of July, just watching Netflix, 22 July, uh, you will see that what happened, uh, the worst terrorist attack in Norway is carried by the white supremacist uh, in Norway because they said we don't want 
multiculturalism. We don't want anybody, we want Norway to be white. How is that possible? Right now, you, I mean, you're, everybody come to United States are from some place. So this is a country of immigrants from the day one. So we are already, so, so what, what is that? Uh, I mean, Donald Trump said, I am a nationalist. What that mean? That means he is uh, followers of KKK? No, let me. Yeah, and I'm gonna chime in. I'm gonna chime in on that one because, uh, and, and for one, he's, he, uh, you know, he explained it, uh, and and I'll even, yeah. you know, talk about myself. I mean, he explained it as, you know, he's a nationalist. He, he, he said simply, "I'm a nationalist. I'm for the United States," and that's what a nationalist is. Whether you're a nationalist uh, from the United States, whether you're a nationalist from Germany, whether you're a nationalist from Ireland, you know, no. Australia. You know, Russia, whatever. I mean, a nationalist doesn't mean you're a, a part of the KKK. It doesn't mean you're a Nazi. It doesn't mean you're a white supremacist. I mean, what happened with the, the whole uh, idea of nationalism got so skewed because, of course, we're talking about, you know, Hitler and Nazi Germany, you know, the, the, the white nationalists or, or whatever, the Aryans, you know, uh, put such a, a bad taste in people's mouth decades and decades after you know the the Nazi regime was and, and Hitler was defeated. You know that oh my God now you now you can't be proud to be to be your country. You you can't be proud to say yeah I'm I'm an I'm a, a United States nationalist. I believe in my nation first. And remember when Trump was when, no, when no, Trump no, was no, running no, no, no. and even have got elected because every he says everybody like he says, I'm a nationalist for my country. He says then every <laughs> every leader of their country should be a nationalist and put he's like I'm America first. He says that every leader am, I, of every American country should patriotic. put their nation first. I, I am American patriotic, no problem. But when you say nationalist, means you. That's why. Good job. Go ahead, KKK. Go ahead. Do some more the uh, killings in, in hate crimes with the name of uh, uh, Donald Trump. And I support you. Hey, that's what the, this my, president yeah. is, is has done. Mm-hmm. This country. We don't forgive well, him. My, this yeah, Trump yeah, yeah. must resign. Yeah. Trump must resign, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike, I got to ask you a question. Do you know what is on our coins here in America? You know what's on our coins? E pluribus unum. That is Latin for out of many, one. We are united by the idea that all are created equal. Thomas Jefferson, Declaration of Independence. Okay, there's you know no equality who, right now. Oh, okay. Let's not talk over each other. Okay. All right. Civil rights, Civil rights Act of 1964. Martin Luther King, wonderful man. Gosh, I'm inspired by his speeches. Great human being. He led, he led these marches. The Republicans said, yeah, let's, let's help them. But who opposed the Civil Rights Act helping the blacks? The Democrats. Lincoln, who freed the slave? Oh, that's right, Lincoln. What was he? He was a Republican. Who formed the KKK? Who formed the KKK? It was the Democrats of the South. If you look into the history of those who historically have oppressed other races, you will find Democrats. Stefan Moolah, 
or Malo. He's from uh, Canada. He gives a presentation on this oh. very thing. Look at this historical thing. Who has been opposing the blacks historically? Yeah, it's the Democrats. It's no, Republicans the Democrats. Both of them are the two heads we have. Don't tell me that Democrats do that and, and Republicans are better. Both of them are, are heads of the snake. Name a Republican in Congress who is a KKK supporter. Oh, my gosh. Donald Trump is a supporter of now, KKK. Okay, what's your facts since, on that? What's your evidence? Since, what's your evidence? He's I'm going to call he's you on your fascist. evidence. Do you have a fact and evidence? He's a or fascist. Are you just to How many him? facts do you want? Okay, he's a fascist. He's do you have proof for that? People. He's fucking Do you have me proof? and you. How many and, blacks and show up in Donald Trump's office? How many well, blacks well, show one, up one in Donald time, Trump's let's not over, office? Talk over each other. He's a fascist, you know. Yeah, let's uh, let's but, not over. Let's it, not it take over. I say he's a fascist. You say no. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I dropped I'm it, asking but, you but, to uh, prove it. What president has invited more blacks into the Oval Office, done more conferences with the blacks, have lifted up the blacks? What president in our lifetime has shown by actions he values the blacks, not just because of their votes, but because they're human beings, just like you and me? What president has shown this love and this support for blacks? Mm-hmm. First of all, go ahead, Mike. Except Obama, I mean everybody else, pretty much in the uh, heads of two snake, my friends. We don't want no Democrats, no Republican. Hell with both of them, my friends. We 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 want a hundred party in United States of America. Then that's the real democracy is. Otherwise, hell with them. Tomorrow you you bring Democrats is the same sh- crap as uh, only they give you free medical maybe that's it uh, they give you free medical and you'll be happy. No, we need the jobs for twenty five twenty dollar per uh, hour jobs. Where what happened? You say that uh, Donald Trump brought all the jobs home. Yeah, all the McDonald's jobs. Yes, McDonald's charge you eight dollar an hour. Yeah, those kind of jobs. Uh, right now, unemployment in USA is 30%. Who said it's, it's uh, 4% or 4, 5% or 3%? Because with those people who go out of unemployment and system automatically kick them out and put in a new system, yeah, unemployment is lower because system thinks that they found a job. Am I saying the truth or not? But you know, and you're talking about job you're talking about job participation, and now the participation rate has has dropped. Um, is that what you're speaking of, Mike? What I mean, that's everything they tell you is a lie, my friend. You don't believe any jobs. Oh, four percent, three percent. jobs, jobs, jobs. What kind of bullshit is that? My so, so Mike, Mike, Mike what's your position it? on what's your position on illegal immigration? Should we just let people into our country? First of all, we all are immigrants in this country, and we are all patriotic, and we are compassionate nation. Therefore, uh, 
you know, we fuck up the Honduras. Now Honduras people, they come, they want sacrifice in our country. We should give a grant them. And, and uh, until we don't put finger into the ass of nations, so they don't have to come here and become refugees. Until then, we are a compassionate nation. We have a lot of land we, we can give. They, can, they welcome to the United States. Until the true government, government of people, by the people, for the people uh, arrives, until then, we, sh- uh, uh, we should, uh, because we are all compassionate people, I mean, if 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 your ancestor would not come to United States, you would not exist today, my friend. So Go let's ahead. let's imagine let's imagine some immigrant comes and replaces your job, and then you're out of work, and then you're homeless, and more immigrants come in and take your jobs and the friends of your jobs, your friends' jobs. Would you be happy with that? Would you yeah, be happy with people well, from another well, country taking your job. job? Let's be frank. Yeah, let's let's be frank here. It's not even the jobs. We have Suzette on the line. We're going to get her in as well. And of course, we'll keep everybody. And we are going to get to everybody. I promise. We still got an hour, about an hour or so left in the show. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're happy to have this debate. Well, here's because it is a big part of you know of, of the election. Okay, and, and and it's not even to the point where they're coming in and take people's jobs. It's coming in here and they're not working. Okay, they're coming in here, and we're spending more money on each one of those immigrants that are in our country than with a medium income for someone who's considered a low-income earner. So you have a low-income earner in this country who their average take-home you know, annually is $24,000. That's the, av- that's the medium income for low-income people in our, in our country. We're spending $35,000 per year. You know, for each illegal immigrant. Now, why are we spending more money on people who are not even citizens of this country? You know, and this is something the Democrats want to do, and people are really waking up for that. Why would we want to give more benefits to people who aren't even citizens? Now, you can't have a nation if you don't have borders, you know. And these people are trying to, you know, cross over. Instead of coming here... And wanting to get on our welfare system, you know, then how or how about or, or trying to have this multiculturalism, which has destroyed, you know, historically destroyed, uh, you know, any nations because what, once you have not multiculturalism, so, what so, happens so, so, to a so nation? Is it, Norway, if, well, hold Norway. on, uh, hold on, you lose your. I'm 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 talking. Uh, you lose your you lose your national identity. Okay, what you know, when you have multiculturalism, you lose your national identity. And then once you start losing your national identity, instead of you being a nation of one people, the United States was supposed to be a melting pot. What's happening to these immigrants is they're not coming in here and they're not assimilating. They're not assimilating to the American way of life. They want to have these little pockets uh, of wherever they're from. Well, if you want to have all these pockets of you know, wherever you're from, why don't you just stay where you're at? And how about try to do what our ancestors did? Our ancestors who came to this country, they didn't come because they wanted to be put on some type of safety net or they want to, uh, you know, yeah, they escaped depression, but you know what? They fought for that. They war for that. They colonized the country, okay? They're not, you know, the pe- we don't, for one, we don't need them anymore. You know, a nation doesn't need them anymore. You know, there was a time when we needed immigrants to come to, the, to populate the nation. We don't need that. We have our own indigenous population that is well enough to be able to keep our economy going. We don't need that anymore. 
And what's happening is all these influx of immigrants who can't even speak the language. How do you expect to get a good-paying job in this country if you can't even speak English? You can't speak it. And so if you can't speak the language, guess what kind of job you're going to get? You're going to get one where you're going to be sitting out of the storefront hoping somebody picks you up. You know, in a van, they have you go, you know, as, as Kelly puts, you know, picking lettuce for whatever amount, you know, per hour. Uh, and the whole $15 an hour, you know, minimum wage is a sham because all that is is bring is to try to get more tax dollars because what's going to happen? You're paying somebody $8 an hour, and then you're raising them up to make it $15 an hour. What else is going to go up? You well, Now you just put them into what? A couple more, you know, tax brackets, so now you're taxing them. But anyway, let's go ahead and bring so, Suzette in. Uh, don't let anybody uh, oh, close Suzette, up the yeah. line. Suzette, I know. I know Suzette. Her name is Jill. Go ahead. Bring her. That's good. I okay. like it. And then, go yeah, we only got about 10 minutes of the of this section. We are going to go into, uh, you know, the third hour. Um, uh, but let's go ahead and uh, we're getting a you know, debate here, which is great because, I mean, these things are important for this upcoming election. So let's go ahead, Suzette. So thank you for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm well. Thank you, Robert. I'm glad I made the show. I just gotten off work. Um, I want to say that you were right about the beginning of this country and having to have people come in. And there was actually a 17-year waiting period after the cutoff because we had decided as a country that we have enough people to start a country, and we stopped people from coming in. And then once we opened up the doors again, the front door, there was a 17-year waiting period, and that was later changed to what it is now, which is 12. But And that is to become... Um, a legal citizen of the United States. Now, refugees, there's a whole different program for them. And as far as the expense goes, um, you're right as far as them coming here with no skills or low skills. And they are entitled to eight months up to two years of cash assistance. Um, And I've got the page here. It's from the Department of Health and Human Services Refugee Resettlement. So they are entitled to health services, they're entitled to daycare, they're entitled to job placement, they're entitled to, um, let's see what else here, oh, an individual development account, which what that does is once they get a job and earn money, if they're within that two-year period, then the government matches what they make in order for them to be able to purchase a home or a car or whatever they want at that time. That's ridiculous. What's that? I said it's ridiculous. Yes, it is. I mean, my husband and I share a car right now because we live in California, and, and, you know, we can't afford two cars. (laughs) And as far as a home goes, we don't own a home. We rent a home um, because we can't afford to buy a home. But And no matter how much money him and I make, there's nobody going to match it so that we could. (laughs) But that's what it's called, individual development accounts, refugee family child care, Refugee care path, career pathways, they get educated, they get um, school impact um, as far as the refugees that are coming in, how they're impacting the schools, but actually helping them to, the children to settle into the schools because, you know, they've got to be educated, but most of them will not speak English, and so now it's going to cost special teachers in order to teach them English. So that's another cost. <laughs> but the cash and medical assistance alone in order for them to live, provide a roof over their head until they get settled, and refugee social services, which is food stamps, it's like, wow, (laughs) I'm an American, and I don't get any of this, and, you know, as far as handed to me. So I, I, 
all of these people, there's so many thousands that are coming over. The cost is going to kill the United States. I mean, if they continue to keep coming over in these caravans and we open up the doors. Our history, yes, is founded on immigrants, but there was, when it was founded, there was a certain amount let in to start the country. They cut it off, and then later they allowed more. And you're right as far as the different pockets of people um, and their backgrounds because they bring their culture here and they don't assimilate. They stay in their close-knit little groups, and that's why we have little Chinatown and we have little Mexico and we have you know, little Egypt or whatever in our country now. And it's not working because when they bring their culture here and they have not left it behind and pledged their allegiance to the United States, then they don't think that they have to follow the rules and the laws of the United States because it's not mm-hmm. the same thing as what was in their country. And then what? Then we have chaos and a lawless country. Back to you, Robert. And well, you know, and let's go ahead and uh, we are going to bring it back in, Mike, but I do want to hear from uh, you know our other callers in here. Uh, and so let's go ahead uh, and see if Joseph, uh, Joseph and uh, Kavika, if they would like to chime in on any of that. Yes. Um, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Mike. Uh, I think he's a great addition to the show. But Oh, I agree. And, we all do. Um, definitely. And uh, you know me. I am no fan of Trump. Um, I don't dislike him, but neither do I like him. Uh, I don't have anything personally against him, um, but I have my reasons as to why, you know, um, I campaigned uh, against him. Uh, still on the Republican ticket with Ted Cruz and Kasich. Uh, nonetheless, neither here or there, um, uh, one thing I learned is if you don't like somebody or it, it's very easy to um, unintentionally sometimes cross lines and distort the truth and you know right is right and and, and wrong is wrong and I'm going to give Mike the benefit of the doubt that you know um, the media is is very anti-Trump and it's very easy to believe everything the media is saying but there is absolutely no evidence to support that Donald Trump has any ties whatsoever to the KKK Uh, and if some members of the KKK did come to one of his rallies uh, some of his rallies was filled with over 100,000 people. Uh, that's nothing that can be controlled. But here's the double standard. When the Black Panthers would go to visit Obama at his rallies, you didn't hear the media outrage. You didn't hear any outcry. You, you didn't hear that. So it was okay for the Black Panthers to go to Obama's rallies or when he was running for president in 08 and 2012. But Somehow, if some neo-Nazis made it into Trump's rally, Trump is all, all of a sudden associated with neo-Nazis or KKK. Uh, I, I just don't, don't see the distinction. And um, it, 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 it's opening up Pandora's box. And, um, you know, it just further divides us when we uh, get into uh, that rhetoric that's not even true whatsoever. So you may love him, you may hate him, but it it doesn't mean that you um, you know you distort the truth or uh, you misconstrue the truth. And so you know I stand by firmly. Donald Trump may be many things, but he's not affiliated with the KKK. He's never been affiliated with the KKK. 
uh, or neo-Nazis, and there's no substantial evidence to, to back up that claim. That's all I really have to say uh, pertaining to that matter. And no disrespect okay. and to Mike. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me talk to this. It's my turn, I think, right? Or whenever it's my turn, let me know, please. No, yes, you can rebut. It's your turn. Okay. My friends, the first thing Hitler did was taking kids from their parents. And we saw Donald Trump, what did? Same thing as Hitler, fascist regime, did. They took the kids, well, the, the refugees. Too. Uh, is, is Obama no, like no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. I don't recall that Obama did it, but here. And then what happened? And then we saw outrage from everybody. Would you like your kid to be taken away from you, my friend? You know, well, of course well, not. Wait, wait, no, wait real, no. real quick. Yeah, well, let me explain. That happens all the time. You know that. I mean, that happens all the time in the United States. If I commit a crime, guess what? And, and crossing the border illegally is a crime. So if I commit a crime, then I go to jail. And guess what? I'm being separated from my kids if I go to jail. So, yeah, that's, uh, people get separated. Or, or if I'm found to be an unfit father, guess what? They're going to, you know, because I got drugs or something, all right, if I got some kind of drug problem or, or, or something of that nature, guess what's going to happen? They're going to take me away from my kids. People get taken away from their kids all the time. And Obama, and yes, do some more research. Obama did separate uh, families, okay? You know, but anyway, but back to, back to here, that happens to United States citizens every day. Every day we're separated for whatever reason, especially with my prime example. They go to jail, and when you go to jail because you committed a crime, you get, separate, you get separated from your kids. They're crossing the border illegally. They committed a crime, and they're just and in point with what Suzette said is that, well, wait a minute. I mean, Jill, They're crossing Jill the border. I mean, they don't have to obey our laws, so they can come in, disobey our laws by crossing our borders illegally and, and not have to suffer some of the same consequences. And they're not even citizens. Is is people who are citizens of of, of America? Okay. The thing is, we put the finger into the ass of every nation. For example, Iran, 1952, the Democratic elected uh, Dr. Mohammad Mossadegh was in a military coup by CIA MI6 of London. Together. They kick him out. They brought the Shah. Okay, Shah was still uh, good, uh, but not as good as uh, Dr. Mohammed Mossadegh. Then what happened? They took him out, the Shah, and brought him back. So then, yes, he 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 followed uh, Dr. Mohammed Mossadegh, nationalized oil, everything, and sold oil and. Really, he put it into the country. Everybody happy. I mean, there was basically any homelessness or drug dealer, drugies or anything like that. All top people. Then, again, MI6 and CIA decided, no, we we don't want island of stability. Do you remember the Shah of Iran? 
came to America with Jimmy Carter. Do you remember? They said, uh, he said to Shah of Iran, we want island of stability. That was a lie. As soon as Shah, yeah, Shah came out, and, and can you get a, a free ticket to Paris? No. They give him a free airline with uh, all the reporters, with, every, uh, uh, with all his gangs invaded Iran. And, and 37 years of fascism in Iran right now under Islamic law. And people, they cannot do anything because first, with the name of democracy, oh, I bring you democracy, oh, Shah was this, that. He came, he killed everybody right away. And then uh, he, at least two million prisoners killed in Iran uh, between 1979 to uh, 1985. And then after that, the war with Iraq starts. Guess what? Your uh, uh, president at that time, which I believe uh, was um, uh, Ronald Reagan, what he did, it was give uh, tanks and everything, uh, jets, anything you imagine, to both sides. So they played devil. Let Iranian kill Iraqis, Iraqis kill Iranian. And then 4 million people, 2 million people died and 2 million people disabled veterans from both countries right now. Yeah, and Mike, then, I, I, total, I totally agree with you, you see, that America has been involved. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I, I, I agree I, with you, Mike, Yes. that America has intervened in other nations and has hurt and killed and maimed many people. I agree with you. Okay. okay. As long as we I'm have Iran, this policy, I'm t- then we have Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Mike. Let, let's let let me, Kelly I'm not finished yet. Finish. We, don't, we don't like to talk I'm to not, each other here. I, I hate that. So yeah. go ahead and let I'm not uh, finished Kelly finish. Go ahead, Kelly. Mike. Yeah. Okay. So, my, so my, this, is why, this is why I voted for Ron Paul because he didn't like how we hurt other nations. Now, do you believe Trump is a fascist? Certainly he is. You didn't see he that is. he okay, went okay, today, okay. No, uh, no, yesterday, uh, yeah. uh, went yes, to yes Senegal. No. Okay. Thousands of protesters right. said, shame on you, shame on you. I mean, because since he has come, hate crime is increased. And people are getting poorer. And he's trying to disable all Obama's health care and everything. He is a joke. He is is he is nothing but a lunatic and psychopath. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you believe Trump is a fascist? Do you know? Do you know that? Do, do you know who started the fascist movement? We're going back to history now. Who started okay, the fascist give me movement? The I'll give, give you the answer. The yeah, Mus- Mussolini. He was the Axis joined Nazi Germany. He coined the phrase fascist. He became a fascist. He implemented socialism through force. And over time, his country said, you know what? We're impeaching you. They threw him out in the streets, 
and the people took his body and his wife's body, and they put it up on a rope, and the people beat the living crap out of the fascist. That was the start of the fascist, which was socialism by force. The Republican Party is the party furthest away from fascism in America. So, so, so all these killings happen with the name of uh, Trump is not fascism. The synagogue, 11 people die, uh, 10 people injured, and I mean four, four police officers so, injured. So you're so blaming this, this personal is, actions on no, a president no, 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 no. who has no – you were mentioning he, he black never condemned it. He never condemned it. Oh boy, he did! Oh boy, he did! I watched. I watched his speech about the Jewish synagogue. Well, one person at a time. Let's not get out of hand, guys. It doesn't matter whether he condemns it. He. It doesn't matter whether he condemns specifically. He did not like the killing of the. Trump clearly did not like the murdering of the. Jewish synagogue people. He doesn't like, and he's made oh, that clear, yeah, because they the black the, people the getting killed down. in churches. Because they bringing refugees. Hayas. Hayas is responsible for refugees, bringing to America and take care of them until they get a better job and etc. and train, train them because of that. Because they could not see. I mean, we have Suzette or Jill, uh, uh, for example, she, she's pissed because she doesn't have a house. I, she says she works 8 to 5, her husband works 8 to 5, and she doesn't have a house. So now we have to get back to Suzette to ask her what, what's the problem is why if, if you have two incomes, why can't you have, I mean, you say you're living in uh, a state of California, for example. Uh, as you said, okay, tell me, why can't you not uh, have, I mean, you pay like $1,400 rent already, right? So with 1400 uh, 1500 you could buy a house anywhere in the USA or any part of California. I don't say San Francisco or the uh, big cities. You can go a little bit, you know, off, off the... Uh, of the big uh, cities, you could buy a house. So then, problem solved. Then you don't get mad on the uh, refugees anymore. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. Let, let me. Let, I'm a civil engineer. I help people get building permits. I help them develop their land. I help them split their land so other people can build a home. Guess what? California does not easily allow somebody to take all this abundance of land and chop it up into parcels so people can have a home. That's why we have a high cost of living. It goes back to the Subdivision Act of 1972 and the California Environmental Quality Act, which did what? It caused – it choked the supply of land. Within 10 years, housing prices tripled, and the banksters, the bankers, the banksters loved it. They have choked the supply of land. People from other countries don't get this. We have a bunch of rules and laws that I don't agree with as far as land development. We cannot just go out and I country, Susan, cut up a bunch of land or, or, and, and, you, and have cheap homes. This is ridiculous. You are, answering here? are you answering here? Excuse me, I asked 
Suzette, why she doesn't have a house. I, we, I love to explain, she explained to us why she doesn't own the house with the two income people. Go ahead, please. Suzette. What I'm, what I'm trying to tell you, there's, you no, and no, I no, agree on this. No, 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 it's not true. Suzette. I, I want no, Suzette. 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 Yeah, Suzette will come. Well, she, come. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, trying we lost to tell it. you. Well, we lost, yeah, we lost Suzette's call. Was she able to get up back She's on back the line? In. She's back in. Are you there, Suzette? Yeah, I'm here. Because okay, it's go ahead. Okay. Expensive because California okay. has made it way too expensive and there's not enough housing. But that not enough housing has nothing to do with it as much as just too uh, expensive. It's ridiculous. Even the, if you were to uh, rent an apartment, um, which that was no way going to happen because there's not enough room, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, how much? How much you pay? Fourteen hundred dollars, or thirteen hundred, or twelve hundred dollars? Right. You pay for your apartment? Twenty-one hundred dollars a month plus utilities, if you must know. Twenty-one hundred dollars you pay? Oh, we just barely you have a two-bedroom house. That's it. So, so barely you have a two-bedroom apartment. I cannot believe that you, you, you say. Are you living in San Francisco then? I live in San Bernardino, California. You can check the housing rates yourself. See, what I'm trying to tell you, Mr. Singapore, as a civil engineer that's right in the heart of this, who talk with, I talk with government officials. Um, they have choked the supply of land. In 1972, certain laws, within 10 years, housing prices tripled because they choked the supply of land. Immigrants that come in here and they say, oh, look at all this land. Let's just chop it up. No, you just can't do that because the banks love to choke the supply of land, which causes higher prices. The banks get more interest. I'm hoping Americans realize this. I am in the thick of this. I had a client with freaking at an $18,000 bill so he can get approval so he can use his land for industrial Purposes which will create a lot of jobs. $18,000, me and a CAD guy, so he gets approval so he can use his land. This is insane. Mm-hmm. And the utilities alone are ridiculous because of okay. this renewable energy crap. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, do you have any kids? I have two, but one's in college. Anyway. No, no. So, what about Suzette? Suzette have any kids? Well, well, and, well she's uh, she's getting along. We got no, Gene no. on the line. He'd like to chime in. Let's real quick because I do want to be able to give you know everybody who calls in an opportunity to talk, and uh, we could bring it back. Uh, she, you know, this is that. But let's go ahead and uh, you know bring in Gene. Thank you very much, Gene, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Uh, doing okay. I had some thoughts on immigrants, too. I think we should make it easier for people to become citizens, but they should have special skills or or at least all to help the farmer or something so they just don't come in and get on the food stamp program uh, and then they would want to understand what it's like to be part of the Americans. So we suppose that we were supposed to have quite a few jobs with this economy. I don't, it's something that they're, that they're telling us the truth. That was the main thing I wanted to point out. And then I'm not sure what they're going to do with all the people because we couldn't handle just all the people wanted in here. They need to have a system that's easier for them to become citizens. Anybody want to uh, – did you want to comment on that, Mike? Hello? 
Oh, Mike, Mike, we, we, we lost Mike, you know, unfortunately. I hope he, uh, you know, calls back. I definitely like to have, you know, like definitely uh, like, yeah, I definitely like having his perspective on here. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll see. But yeah, well, unfortunately, we, uh, uh, we lost his, uh, we lost Mike's uh, call. I like to hear more, but that's unfortunate. But, um, Kelly, uh, we we're speaking with, uh, you, um, and so let's go ahead and we'll uh, have you finish that off, and then we'll see if uh, if Kavika's got any uh, comments he'd like to make uh, this evening. Go ahead, Kelly. All right. Um, okay. I just realized this. Okay, I'm, an, I'm as I mentioned, I'm a civil engineer. I help people get building permits, commercial permits, industrial permits, subdivide their land. I am in the thick of this. Okay. You won't believe how many times I've had so many frustrations. And how they choke the supply of land. Again, 1972, laws passed. Within 10 years, housing prices tripled. Okay? Women are, next thing you know, they're out in the workforce because why? They got to survive. When an illegal immigrant comes in from another country, they're like, oh, wow, look at all this land. Why are they looking at all this land? And all this opportunity to have a home. Because in their country, they don't have all these freaking laws. Unbelievable. I get so angry. I get so angry sometimes. My end conclusion of my business is trying to help people subdivide their land. My end conclusion is I'm either going to have a heart attack. I got to quit, that, Kelly. Or, or I'm going to, or I'm going to become an alcoholic. Look, it's land. I don't have. I don't help people with their land problems. I help land with their people problems. It's unbelievable the regulations and the red tape and the bullshit. People here in Siskiyou County are building homes without permits. Why? Because of freaking red tape. The county, the county building department. Two people told me there. We did a study between 2014 when you had to have fire sprinklers, all the way to 2020 where you have now have to have freaking solar panels on your home. The cost, the additional cost for a new home is seventy thousand dollars per home. I told them, dude, I'd, I'd agree with you, 50000 off the top of my head. They have choked the supply of land. They've added so many regulations. What do we got in California? Homeless, 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 freaking everywhere. Why? They can't afford a home. Why? They choke the supply of land. Illegals come in. I'm ranting. Illegals come in. They're like, oh, look at all this land. Let's just chop it up. You can't. They don't get this. They don't get this. Oh, America has all this land. Let's see, Americans are wonderful. Let's just chop up your land. You can't. Gosh, dang it! I think planning departments who have jurisdiction out in the county areas are from the freaking pit of hell. Forty acres. <laughs> well, what was our history? Wow. Freaking. I'm sorry. They're from the pit of hell. And I talked to them. I talked to one yesterday. Who the fuck are you people? Pardon my French. But who the hell are you people well, we haven't to tell me? We have heard that word on here in a very long time. Okay, who the hell are you to tell me what I can and can't do with my land? You go back to 1960, 50, 1940, all the way to the 1620s. Okay, what did you do with your land? What you wanted? Gee, like, you know, 1968, you could what? Hire, you have 100 acres, you want your kids. You're retiring, Christmas, 100 acres, you got four kids. Let's see, 520s, me and my wife are going to live here, we're going to be grandparents. 2020, 20, Christmas gift to all you four kids. Hey, let's work together. Let's build homes. Let's have the grandkids grow up around the grandparents. 
and you all get a great start in life because you got free land. Let's help each other build each other homes. But the no, banks can't have, have, have this. The banks no, can't have, have this. Yeah. So this, so, yeah. Kelly, you but, don't have to. Kelly, you don't have to come up here to Idaho and be an immigrant from California, a place where we're still building tenants. Yeah, I, I, I just like. What the hell happened? The banksters want more money. Illegals come in and say, oh, look at all this land. Just chop it up. You can't do this. Why do they think that? Because in their country, they can chop up their land. Gosh. I'm sorry, Mr. Singapore doesn't get this. I, I just like, this is not any, and Suzette, I'm sorry, 1400 plus what, three, 400 a month? Yeah, you're barely making it. It was planned. The money goes to the banksters. Jeez. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to do an initiative locally in this county here to change that. But I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm so frustrated what clients have to go through. I mean, my gosh, recently, $18,600 so a person can use their land to create a bunch of jobs? Are you people out of your freaking minds? <sighs> and then, and then if they get you in a, with a straw, they throw you in jail or fine you, don't they, down in California, you're not supposed to have oh a straw. Oh, my gosh, I have a client. I have a client. He was sleeping in this shack that was a well shack. He's living there. His girlfriend, his, 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 their, their daughter, the county came out and said, we're giving you a notice. You have 15 days. you got to get off the property or we're going to arrest you. What the hell for? Trespassing? It's my property. Well, our code yeah. says you can't live there without a legal residence. Bullshit. So then what happens? What? Here's a clicky house, 16 by 24, code minimum. So we get it in, and planning part and backs off. Otherwise, they could enforce a $1,000 a day fine for violating these stupid codes. Hey. Unbelievable. What happened to – Oh, wait. Camping out on your own land. Yeah, for camping out. I'm not kidding. And he had to apply for a permit, for an extension. What the F is wrong here? Land and land use is sacred until you harm your neighbors. Oh, that's right. Government officials don't get this because they're in control. We're going to take control of the city. Over here is, over here is commercial. Here's industrial. Here's, here's residential. Dudes, naturally, it already came out this way. Naturally, people figured here's a good place to build homes. Here's a good place for industry. And the planning department comes in and does what? They come in and they say, here's how you use your land. Dude, we've already done this. Oh, but we're going to tell you how to use your land. And they're not even licensed professionals. They're not licensed. Surveyors licensed. Engineers licensed. Registered professional health specials. They're like well, Kelly, 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 what um, what what dist- what district are you in? Uh, number one. Wise? You're in district number one. Doug Lamalfa. I was on a rant there. I just I, what what our government has done. Well, you dropped an F bomb, which is kind of odd here. <laughs> well, well I, I get so tired of the bullshit regulations that destroy the family because. Mom and dad both have to work to come home exhausted. Jeez. Stop choking on the supply of land, and we'll have solid families. But the socialists, the environmentalists, and the banksters don't want this. And guess what? They work together. Gosh. All right. I'm, I'm just going to hit mute. i got to shut up. I'm just furious at what people go through to build a house. Kelly. And Kavika, is there any uh, comments you'd like to make on that, or uh, you know, or other uh, topics uh, for this evening? Uh, go ahead. Uh, well, I'm going to look okay. up uh, some of these, these people in California that may be able to be beaten. 
Uh, no, no, I sympathize 100% with these callers, you know. Uh, no disrespect to Mike, but uh, he's about to, you know, about to go to school here. And take well, he actually, we actually dropped the call. So I don't know if he got pissed sure. off and left or if his, he just ran out of battery. I don't know. Okay, well, well you know, I'll give him benefit of the doubt. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we'll talk about if, uh, Republicans being evil. Uh, when has a Republican ever formed a mob to kill people? When did uh, 1,400 white people lynch uh, Republicans because it was 1,400 white Republicans who were lynched fighting for civil rights all the way from uh, Jim Crow to the civil rights era? Um, when did we ever riot? When did we ever have a race riot? The race riot of 1927 between the Irish and black were between white Democrats and black Republicans coming from the south through the Great Migration. We're going to go now. I'll talk about the fascism. Fascism means fascista in Italian. It is a far left movement. That was the idea. Government and business will use cronyism, as our friend Kelly is talking about, what they do in California. That is fascism. That is a, that is a form of fascism. What President Trump is is a capitalist. And you you know you want people like say oh Trump Hitler Trump Hitler yeah because you know Trump gave uh, gave the order to kill six million Jews he's also given the order to round up people and kill them and throw them in prison you know he's a fascist well, I remember like, yeah uh, but, and they did that to Bush too I mean I mean they also did that to Bush yeah, remember that, they compared to Bush to Hitler a lot yeah exactly no that's no that's what that's what liberals do they always equate it to Hitler okay yeah Trump is like Mussolini he's uh, like a fascist. He takes a woman and he lynches her with piano wire because she won't join his resisting army. Okay, I kind of remember uh, Hitler talking about capitalism and uh, communism, which you know, socialism is communism. The final output is that capitalist and communism is modern day Jewry. The Jews are controlling of that. Yeah, uh, a president who is more pro-Israel than I've ever seen in my life. His grandchildren are Jewish. His former his former ex-girlfriend is a black woman, a Jewish woman. Ivanka or Ivana has Jewish blood. Yeah, he's really anti-Semitic, man. He just hates these Jews. He hates everybody. Okay, he's a nationalist. Yeah, I'm a nationalist, okay, because I'm proud of my damn country, you know, and I'll fight to the T to protect this country. All right, and when the same thing about this immigration, I am so sick of everyone calling Ill illegal immigrants. No, they're parasites. They are trying to destroy our national sovereignty. Okay, that's what makes our country well, so great is because – a pluribus unum, out of many, one. We can have our traditions. You know, we still, I, my family, we still have tamales, we have pasole for Christmas. But we assimilate to the American culture, the freest nation the world has ever known. I've been to non-Western uh, countries. I've seen a goat have more rights than a woman. Two-thirds of women outside of Western culture are either slaves or concubines. They don't have rights. They are controlled by a man or a theocracy, Iran, if you want to go back to that. Yeah, the Shah was a bad guy. He did stuff, but guess what? He didn't lynch women. He didn't beat the shit out of them. Okay? He, went to, okay, he went to Europe. He came to America every now and then to do some coke off some hookers. Uh, but, but you know what? He played by the rules. 51% of women had employment in Iran and Afghanistan before the Islamic Revolution. Go there now. I double dare you. Oh, this country's so bad. I'm so sick of people, particularly people who are not from this country originally. I, you know, I'm not making any apologies whatsoever about that. Saying, "Oh, America's so bad." Okay, then why does the world want to come to this country? <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, you don't see people flocking to stay in Mexico or people flocking to go to uh, oh, what was the um, the the Netherlands or anything like that. I mean, or Canada. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, it's not like it's, it's, yeah. So it's like so maybe this caravan should go straight through uh, Central America, go straight straight to the United States, and go up to Canada. They could get all the you know. Because this, this, why, why, why don't they do that? Because they can get free health care here. They don't have to go to Canada to do that. I mean, uh, to that, she uh, made a lot of great points on, on all the different benefits that they, they get that they don't even afford the, their, you know, their own citizens. I mean, what's this bull crap about, try, about you know, the idea of getting, giving illegal immigrants out-of-state tuition? That, that's crap. And then if you're a, no, from a foreign land and you come in here and you got what ten years where you don't have to pay taxes for your your business, so these guys come in and and have gas stations and quickie marts and stuff like that. Well, yeah, the reason why they could crop up all over the place because they got uh, to my say they got ten years where they not have to pay any type of taxation on their business. Absolutely, you know, and then and this goes back to even to more question about uh, immigration or any uh, any of uh, any of this stuff. You know, free. You know, they're saying you know they get everything free. Like I said, we spend 135 billion dollars a year to feed, clothe, educate them. World War One cost 200 billion dollars. We're basically spending two World War One, two World War Ones in two years. You know, it's got to end. All right. And the one thing that you know, I guess you know that our friend in Singapore and many liberals or whoever social Democrats, they keep saying, oh, the Chinese Exclusion Act of of uh. Of so and so, you know, that was a Republican. Well, let's okay. Here's a little history, though. Chester A. Arthur may have may or not have been an American citizen. His parents were both Canadian. They had a, him born in America, so he abuses the Fourteenth Amendment. We don't know that, you know, to this to this day. All right. And, but what I was telling my colleague here is that Chinese assimilated to the culture. We didn't have mass. We didn't have mass media or any of that stuff. They were assimilating to the culture. There weren't Chinatowns. They were assimilating to American culture. You know, it's same with the Japanese, the Germans, and the Italians who came here in the later part of the 19th and the early part of the 20th century. Okay? They came here. They assimilated to the culture. They adopted American culture. They kept their traditions. World War II rolls around. Those same Japanese, Italians, and Germans said, go kill Japanese, go kill Italians, go kill Germans. Why? You're an American now. You think someone from from Mexico or Ireland or uh, Russia now who are coming here, they're going to go back to the motherland and kill people? No, because they're getting a free ride. They're sending all that welfare money back to their home countries, which is strengthening their economies through our hard-earned money through, through taxation. So you know, I'll bring it back to the point. God bless President Trump, for, who's ready to sign an executive order to interpret the 14th Amendment the way it's supposed to. And now that we have a 5-4, soon to be a 6-3 on the Supreme Court, we're finally going to you know, live Jacob M. Howard's dream of the 14th Amendment. Because liberals Amen. always say – yeah, exactly. Liberals always say they know they have a natural right. Yes, because you know, that's what Jacob M. Howard actually said. Yeah, you know, the Tories who are invading our country for the last 100 years – if they pop out a few kids, we'll give them citizenship. No. Five words that, those, that everybody forgets. Subject to the jurisdiction thereof. You are subjected to the laws of your country for what you come. You still hold allegiance to that country. Now, if you assimilate to our culture and you hold allegiance to this country and you are sworn in to become an American citizen, therefore the 14th Amendment will protect you. It is not a birthright citizenship. So if Paul Ryan's hearing this, I hope you shove that ideology up your ass, you rhino. 
Pardon my yeah, well that's, well, that's Paul Ryan for a while. Here, here's the thing. Here's a, an article that one of, uh, you know, one of our listeners uh, you know, sent. And so it's uh, birthright citizenship, a fundamental misunderstanding of the 14th Amendment. It says, what the citizenship status of the children, well, what, it's, it's a question, what's the citizenship status of the children of illegal aliens? That question has spurred quite a debate over the 14th Amendment lately with the news that several states, including Pennsylvania, Arizona, Oklahoma, Georgia, and South Carolina, may launch efforts to deny automatic citizenship to such uh, children. Remember, and we, remember, we said this last week, uh, local elections are important too. It says critics claim that anyone born in the United States is automatically a U.S. citizen, even if their parents are here illegally. But that ignores the text and legislative history of the 14th Amendment, which was ratified in 1868 to extend citizenship to freed slaves and their children. The 14th Amendment doesn't say that all persons born in the U.S. are citizens. It says that all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens. That second critical condition phrase is conveniently ignored or misinterpreted by advocates of birthright citizens. Critics erroneously believe that anyone present in the United States has subjected himself to the jurisdiction of the United States, which would extend citizenship to the children of tourists, diplomats, and illegal, illegal aliens alike. But that's not what qualifying phrase means. Its original meaning refers to the political allegiances of an individual and the jurisdiction that a foreign government has over that individual. The fact that a tourist or illegal alien is subject to our laws and our courts, if they violate our laws, does not place them within the political jurisdiction of the United States, as the phrase was defined by the framers of the 14th Amendment. The amendment's language derived from the 1866 Civil Rights Act, Act, which provided that all persons born in the United States and not subject to any foreign power would be considered citizens. Senator Lehman Turnbull, a key figure in the adoption of the 14th Amendment, said that subject to the jurisdiction of the U.S. included not owing allegiance to any other country. As John Eastman, former dean of the Chapman School of Law, has said, many do not seem to understand the distinction between partial territorial jurisdiction, which subjects all who are present within the territory of a sovereign to the jurisdiction of that sovereign's law, and a complete political jurisdiction, which requires allegiance to the sovereign as well. It says, in the famous slaughterhouse, Case of 1872, I think someone might have referred to that. I think you did, uh, you may have been Kavika. The Supreme Court stated that this qualifying phrase was intended to exclude children of ministers, consuls, and citizens or subjects of foreign states born within the United States. This was confirmed in 1884 in another case, Elk versus Wilkins, when citizenship was denied to an American Indian. Because he owed immediate allegiance to his tribe, not the United States. 
So American Indians and their children did not become citizens until Congress passed the Indian Citizenship Act of 1924. There would have been no need to pass such legislation if the 14th Amendment extended citizenship to person born in America, no matter what the circumstances of their birth and no matter who their parents are. Even in U.S. versus Juan Kim Ark, the 1898 most often case cited by birthright supporters uh, due to the overboard <laughs> language, the court only held that a child born of lawful permanent reticence was a U.S. citizen. That's a far cry from saying that a ch child born who are here illegally must be considered U.S. citizens. Of course, the judges in that case were strongly influenced by the fact that there were discriminatory laws in place that at the time that restricted Chinese immigration, a situation that does not exist today. Uh, the court's interpretation of the 14th Amendment was extended to the children of legal non-citizens was incorrect, according to the text and legislative history of the amendment. But even under the holding citizenship was not extended to the children of illegal aliens, only permanent legal residents. It is just plain wrong to claim that children born of parents temporarily in the country as students or tourists are automatically U.S. citizens. They do not meet the 14th Amendment jurisdictional allegiances obligations. They are, in fact, subject to the political jurisdiction and allegiance of the country of their parents. And I get, type something in here. Sorry about that. No, absolutely. Uh, their parents' home country. Federal laws often, uh, offer them no help either. The U.S. immigration law uh, simply repeats the language of the 14th Amendment, including the phrase subject to the jurisdiction thereof. So the State Department has erroneously interpreted that statute to provide passports to anyone born in the United States regardless of whether their parents are here illegally and regardless of whether the applicant meets required of being subject to jurisdiction of the U.S. Accordingly, birthright citizenship has been implemented by executive fiat, not because it is required by federal law or the Constitution. We are the only one of a very small number of countries that provides birthright citizenship, and we do so based not upon the requirements a federal law or the Constitution, but based upon the erroneous executive interpretation, Congress should clarify the law according to the original meaning of the 14th Amendment and reverse this practice. Go ahead, Kavika. Uh, no, I don't think we need to uh, have a new amendment, a constitutional amendment, or an amendment. That is the law of the land. And it's a failure of the it's a failure of the uh, public school system of not teaching the civics. You know, Kelly said it last week perfectly. We're turning our kids into watermelons, environmentalists on the outside and communists on the inside. People need to understand that immigration or any of that stuff that is not a right. That is a privilege. I've been to countries where if you cross their border, you will be shot, and if you and if you survive, they'll shoot you again. We have this ideology that we have to come with open arms. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Love has no borders, but rifles have scopes. And I really hope we need to. So I really hope we start utilizing them because people need to get the message. This country is not for sale. We are in serious debt. We have political strife. We don't need any other people's problems. 
You know, President Trump said it perfectly when, you know, his very first speech. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, and they have a, a keep here with a lot of problems. And they do have a lot of problems. That's their kuleana, or, you know, their problem, as we say over here in Hawaii. I don't need your – I already have enough problems as it is. The state of California already has enough problems as it is. I don't know if Kelly and Suzette are aware of this. The Hoover Institute came out with a new report saying that uh, Moonbeam is off by about $680 billion. He said it's $128 billion. No, it's more like $787 billion just to fix yep. your roads, your water systems, your yep. uh, any, anything in general. Okay? Mm-hmm. Your water supply is there for 25 million people. You're about to hit 50 million people within the next few years. And here's something scary, too. 25 million of Californians paying taxes. You and Mr. Kelly there are the ones who are paying taxes. Once you read a certain mm-hmm. tax bracket, then you'll be paying all the taxes. And then your illustrious senator, Mrs. I get on my knees and my back for Willie Brown, Kamala Harris, she wants to implement another tax. How are these people getting elected? And you I, want to tell I you know They have to be cheating. I mean, well, I don't know. I, I could take that back. There are a lot of people that just don't pay attention. And on top of those taxes, and you had referred to, um, um, Kelly was talking about land, the water. If we're going to be restricted to 50 gallons of water to cook, to you know, clean, to do your laundry and, and anything else inside your home, 50 gallons for a family of four, that's just not going to cut it. And then you're going to bring more people here, which means more water rationing. Is that going to be cut down more? I mean, come on, get a clue, people. Get a clue. If we're rationing water, that means we don't have much, which we do, but... If we go along with their scenario there in uh, Sacramento, if we're rationing water, then why bring more people that will use more water? And it doesn't make any sense. Absolutely none. And if these people that are coming here because they want a new life and they're just able to walk across the border and we have open arms and give them everything they need to succeed, even though we're not, (laughs) um, (laughs) they're not going to be grateful. They won't appreciate it. And then what happens? Like some of the DACA, some, not all, but some of the DACA people, now they're demanding rights. I want my rights. I want this. I am entitled to that. You know, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, no. they're entitled they're, to nothing. And that's, that's one thing they need to realize is that they're not entitled to have anything. Right. And, you know, the, that um, 14th Amendment thing that you just, you just read, um, President Obama had pushed that, that whole thing. And then when President Trump, just before he had come down the escalator and said he was going to run, he was talking and different news uh, programs about anchor babies, and um, and he was right, and he was right, and people gave him a hard time about it, but and Obama was you know countering that, saying no, they're entitled to that, and you know how can you change the Constitution and blah blah blah, you know, <laughs> what a piece of work he was. Well, and that's why the, I mean you know, and that's why with this election. You know, I mean, you're, we're going to get, you know, if, if, the, if the Democrats do get the House, even by a slim margin, they'll have only one, you know, I don't think I, you know, like I think it, it could be 218 to 217. I think that's uh, definitely a distinct possibility. Um, but, you know, just with what we were talking about earlier uh, this evening, uh, you know, so I don't think there'd be a lot of detriment. But, I mean, if they, they get much more than that, then, you know, you're, you're going to see these open borders and you're just going to let these folks, you know, keep coming in. Because, I mean, I think one of their goals it really is to you know, destroy America for whatever reason, I guess, to pay for all of our – what they think are our so-called sins, which I find ironic uh, to hear Democrats uh, 
<laughs> talk about, you know, or, or think about uh, having sins. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I digress on that. Uh, but seriously, but there's there's five uh, districts, and if bringing up California, that it's definitely going to be uh, important to see if, if people can get out there this last week uh, to flip them. And that's uh, district, uh, the districts of California, 10, 25, 39, 45, and 48. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like right now, to give an example, you've got uh, Harder and Denham uh, there in California in the 10th district. Right now, Harder's uh, the Democrats in the lead by two points. You know, I know we're talking about the polls, so let's just go by these numbers. It's up by two points. So, the, you know, the Democrats up there, but, I mean, Back in September, he was up by, you know, five points, you know, so, it, you know, it, it is you know getting closer and closer there. That's why it's, you know, harder to uh, you know, determine or, you know, toss up on who's going to take that, you know, at least according to these polls. So, you know, that's one, you know, if you, if you know anybody, I mean, you have to, I mean, if you have friends in any of these districts, you know, certainly give them a call, like you know, you know and, and, and have them get the, and get the vote out. Uh, because I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is. It's only. I, I think you can only take, you know, one of these districts that could really, you know, keep the Democrats from, you know, from gaining the House. And, and like, you know, District 25. You know, you got Knight and Hill. Um, yeah. You know, that's yeah. you know that's tightening up yeah. there. And that's uh, right now. You know, it, it went from back in September. You know, Hill had a a four point lead, and now it has uh, Knight. You know, with a four point lead. You know, uh, and that's mm-hmm. of as of you know just a couple of days ago. So I mean, it, that one's trending. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. more so even than the than the previous one. So I mean, it's a a possibility. It's still too you know, as they consider a toss up. Uh, but that's something that you know, if, if you know anybody, think- you know, in that district, which is the District 25, you know, uh, you know, there in California, well, you know, have have them come out, uh, you know, for their candidate. Then you've got you know. Uh, District 39, uh, you got uh, Kim, and then uh, the Republican, and then you have uh, Cisneros or something like that. I guess that's what uh, his, his name in is. And mm-hmm. that uh, now that's got him up, but only by one. Now the sad thing about that uh, in that district is <laughs> that district uh, it did go for Clinton, uh, but you know back in early September, mid September, you know, Kim was up. The Republican was up by ten points. So what's going on over there, uh, you know, so that now, I mean, he gained 10 points in, in a little over a month. In a month and a week, he gained 10 points. I mean, what happened there? Um, so those are things, you know, people need to look into in this last week, uh, you know, that were, you know, trying to get things, you know, turned around so that, you know, well, whereas even if it might not be a a blue wave, you know, it, it's, it's really not going to take a, a wave in order for, you know, the possibility because I mean, for them to take the house, because think about it. I mean, even if uh, they only take the house by one, I mean, think of the committee chairs, think of the, 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 um, you know, you could have the speaker of the house, (laughs) you know, now, whereas I don't think you'd have as much to worry about with any type of, you know, impeachment or anything of that nature, you know, but still being, you know, you have a Nancy Pelosi speaker of the house, you know, again, you know, and then of course, then you have in forty-five, you have Walters and Porter. Now, right now, I don't, I don't know why they even consider this one a toss-up, uh, because they got Porter up by seven, you know, seven points, which you know normally is in three points. You, you know, so I mean, I'll even think uh, that one's you know going to go to you know, Katie Porter, um, with her having a seven-point lead, 
Now, that was back in September. I mean, so things could change. I mean, we don't have any – unless I'm not seeing any more recent polls, unless somebody somebody else there, of course, you know, the two Californians there are, are, are more familiar with that. Does anyone hear more about the uh, – the Porter and Walters uh, race uh, there in uh, District 45? No? Okay. Uh, that's a no here. No. Hey, man. Okay. Now, and also you have uh, Rauda, uh, the Democrat, and uh, uh That's in uh, 48. And right now the way it's been leaning lately is, uh, you know, back in July, you know, that was a, long, a while ago, yeah, you know, Rhoda was up by two, but now you have uh, just about a week ago, um, Rohrabacher, the Republican, now he's up by two. So that's trending more Republican. So you've got at least two, maybe three of the uh, the districts in uh, California, at least, uh, that voted for Clinton. They may split, you know, and they may flip to uh, the Republican. But, of course, if that's possible with, other, you know, those who voted for Clinton – you know, maybe even more so with, you know, maybe way. Trump. And, I, don't know, I, just, I, I just don't see people who have supported Trump now, uh, you know, Hello? turning around and not supporting him anymore. We need more no, debate. No, I did actually just – go ahead, Suzette. I was saying we don't have any debates. We had our first debate for governor, and that was done at 10 o'clock in the morning on some no-name local radio station because Gavin Newsom did not want to have a public debate. He's been challenged more than three times by John Cox, but he doesn't respond. Same with the other candidates for the different districts. And it's ridiculous because people don't know who these people are. And so in California, if um, the letter R is going is on, you know, next to a name, that's basically what a lot of people will be checking without actually knowing who candidates are. It should be that way just for the midterms in the first place, but I still would like to know who these people are. And so you have to do some research, which I've done, but nevertheless, the majority of the people won't. And so they're going to be going with familiar names, voting with familiar names. And if the Democrats mm-hmm. have an inundated block on commercials on TV, well, that's the name that's going to ring a bell with them and they're going to check that box. No, certainly. And, I, I, and, again, we only have about 10 minutes before I have to uh, close things out, so I do want to give uh, – we didn't get a chance to do this last week, so I'd like to be able to get an opportunity this week. Um, and, unfortunately, this is uh, – yeah, this is going to be the last show unless I do a special edition uh, prior to the election. But I'll be honest, looking at my schedule, looking at my calendar, I, I don't think I'm going to have an opening to be able to do that. So I am glad I was you know, able to do <clears throat> the show tonight to, get, of course, get the vote out there. Uh, but I do want to be able to take closing comments, uh, giving each person at least, you know, about a minute and a half or so uh, for those, you know, what, what your last uh, comments you'd like to make before the, uh, at least for the show, before the the election uh, next Tuesday. So it's a week from tonight. And, you know, man, a, a lot is riding on this, certainly. So let's go ahead and start with, uh, we'll start it this way. We'll go uh, with yourself, Joseph, and then Kavika. Uh, and then we'll go to you, Kelly, and then we'll give uh, the last comments there to uh, to you, Suzette. And then, uh, you know, if there's time, I'll make some of mine. If not, then I'll just uh, close things out, as I usually do. So let's go ahead and uh, go over with you, Jason. I'm Joseph. <coughs> Thank you. I'll just recap by saying um, 
this is probably the most important election of our lifetime. And I know that sounds cliche. I know that's been redundant. It's been said over and over again. But never have we had this much vitriol, so much political divisiveness in the history of our nation between two political parties. And the proof is in the pudding. When the left doesn't get their way and when Republicans ascend to power, uh, they always refer to Republicans as people who want to throw granny off the cliff. They want babies with Down syndrome to eat dog food. And uh, they, are, they always equate uh, Republicans to uh, white supremacy. But here's the big difference. Uh, when the left wins, and, and they have won historically as administrations have switched from Democrat to Republican, you don't see Republicans going out into the streets, rioting, inciting violence. You don't see them personally making racial slurs or distorting the truth or accusing you know, uh, people in the Democratic Party of being fascist or Nazis. You see there's a world of a distinction, polar opposite of how Republicans handle themselves properly with composure and grace, even when the other side wins, and how the left just goes completely berserk. So to conclude, it is pivotal that the House and the Senate stay in control of the Republicans, and I hope and pray that that is the outcome. I I sorely do, because if not, I'm afraid that... um, we may reach the point of no return as Greece did when they became the first nation in Europe to go bankrupt. Uh, Thank you, my fellow colleagues and panelists. Bid you farewell. Have a wonderful evening or morning wherever you are. Look forward to being back on the show next week. Goodbye. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Joseph, as always. And then uh, Kavika will bring yourself in. And then, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be doing a show uh, the day after the election. Wow, what's that going to be like? Um, and, of course, you know, the content is going to be, well, frankly, based on how Tuesday goes, <laughs> next Tuesday goes. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, bring it to you, Gavika, uh, for your final comments. Thank you. Uh, again, uh, thank you so much, you know, for being on the show, my uh, fellow colleagues and listeners. Uh, it was a very wild show today you know we have different opinions and uh different ideologies it's really some of us are libertarians some of us are republicans some of us are democrats some of us are social democrats or socialist uh, democrats but we have to get along and you know i think on this show we do get along we're not lambasting each other that we know of but you know to reiterate what uh, joseph said yes this is our most important election you know that we've ever had or it's a repeat of lincoln winning democrats you know they constantly figure out something new to complain. Civil War started off. Republicans said they win the presidency. Civil War starts off. Trump wins the presidency. A pseudo-civil war is starting off. So, you know, Democrats are pushing the, the, the idea that when we take charge, there's peace. No. There'll be peace if you just start respecting us. If you realize you lost. Where did, you, where did you go wrong? And all this fighting and bickering, it just seriously needs to stop. And more importantly, to, you know, to the Republican establishment, you really need to get on board with the president's agenda. You may not like it, but he is the president of the United States. He was elected by the people for the people. 
through the electoral college and not through mob means of popular vote. That's all I have to say. Well, I definitely appreciate it. Give you coming in. I hope to uh, see you again next week. Uh, and, you know, good luck out there. Uh, you know, there in Hawaii, I know the, politically at least there's not a lot of, unfortunately, choices that you have. Um, but, you know, be that as it may, you know, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to you, Kelly. i uh, got a couple minutes for you both. And then, I'll, you know, fortunately, I'll to, uh, make my final comments and then, uh, you know, uh, close things off for the night. Well, I'm predicting a slight Republican win. <clears throat> Again, I'm libertarian. And, uh, you know, by the way, it would just be really nice to have a race that wasn't a close race. Oh, it's a close race, close race, close race. Vote for Republican or Democrat, you know, hate, vote, or like, vote, whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's a close race, close race, close race. No third party will ever emerge under this BS. Um, so anyway, okay, slight Republican win. Whole bunch of factors discussed, um, and I guess are we going to have a show next Wednesday? Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll there'll be a show, show next, next Wednesday. <laughs> okay, so unless, unless unless the Republicans get trounced, then I have uh, a migraine that reaches into the evening. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I'm really thankful that I'm a libertarian because I can say, hey. Ain't my monkeys, ain't my circus. Well, I'm a green. Well, yeah, well, I'm a. Remember, I'm a, a registered Green Party guy, but <laughs> I don't want to see the Democrats take that out. I, I, there's just too much writing on it right now. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'm right, sorry so, to interrupt you. Uh, finish, finish your comment. I will bring it to the. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll defer to Suzette if she's still there. Yep, I'm still here. Yeah, Suzette. <laughs> well, first of all. I just want to say to Mike, I think he called me a Jew, but, you know, sticks and stones, come on. Let's get uh, a little mature here. My prediction is going to be, um, I guess, not a tsunami, but a red wave uh, because of a lot of frustration. There's a lot of people who aren't polling uh, because they will be shamed or harassed or, or they just don't want to deal with any of that being attacked. So they, you know, shadow closet voters. They may still be a Democrat or a liberal or whatever they are, but I think they're going to vote red. And that's another thing, voting red. It's not about red. It's not about blue people. It's about remaining America or turning socialist. All of these people that are traveling here on caravan coming from other countries come from countries that are poor because of their government controlling everything. What gives them the right to come here and try and control what goes on here? Or, in actuality, it is you who are giving them that control. You are demanding socialism. You are demanding that we have more government control, take away the guns, and everything else, living under a government. But yet, you reject the current government that's in there that is working for liberty pursuit of happiness and to be be able to remain sovereign, independent, without government breathing down your neck. Who wouldn't want that? So just remember when you go to vote, it's not about red or blue. It's about Americanism versus socialism. Back to you, Robert. 
I uh, appreciate it. And here's what, um, you know, if we're going to do a little uh, doing predictions, my prediction is, um, and I'll have a little caveat. My prediction is is uh, Republicans 221, Democrats 214. But do not be surprised if it comes back at Democrats 218 and Republicans 217, giving them one vote, uh, one district, giving them the House. That what, don't be surprised if that happens. Uh, we could see uh, what I think of 221 Republicans, uh, 214. Um, I, my math is wrong there somewhere, I think. But uh, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll have to close out tonight as I do every night, and I do want to thank everyone. We'll uh, see what happens. Uh, good luck. Hopefully that does go uh, our way. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but uh, we'll see you next week. You know, we'll close out tonight as I do every night. And that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. Take care, folks. Uh, Luck to all. Happy Halloween tomorrow. And have a good night. Mm -hmm.